Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Earning Season. I'm Randy Rowe at RT Rowe. And I'm Dana Hall at H Danai. And this week we have, have a guest. Yeah, another guest. It's a guest show. Earnings guest. one of the faves, you know? <laughs> yes. One of our faves. One of our no, one of Twitter's faves. One of everybody's faves. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're ramping up the pressure. I've heard about your threads from people who I didn't know use Twitter. So I, I talk to him every day in person and somebody wow. so you know me, Julie J on Twitter? Like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen her 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 worksheets, her salary worksheets from people who don't use the internet. How? Yeah. That's reach. Wow. Because oh. in every company in Jamaica, well, in every PAYE company in Jamaica, there's somebody who goes, How are you? How much is how much is tax? How much is calculate yeah, And not just that, but that's the you know, especially on bonus time and around pay raise time. Right. Everybody started doing the dream mm-hmm. calculation. So if my pay was six point four million, I would pay ex- and then everybody that ever maybe I'm just the only one. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. With that long intro we have <laughs> the one and only Miss Gilly J. Gilly J. Gilly J. Yeah, wow. And you guys know this, me missing up. I've been doing that. That's my fourth one, but luckily the early ones are off mic, so <laughs> no one has to hear those. <laughs> yeah, that's me. So Jilly. welcome, Miss Gilly J. Thanks welcome, for having welcome. me, guys. Um, and I'll, I'll jump right into it. Let's t- tell us people who you are. Is your name Miss Gilly? <laughs> my name is Gillian Jackson. Mm-hmm. I work at Jamaica National. I'm mm-hmm. the senior business advisor there. However, I guess I'm more popular in the streets as oh, <laughs> a street. financial blogger. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think BOJ wrote a, a tweet the other day and called me the thread queen. Oh, wow. I write a lot of threads about mm-hmm. things related to personal finance and financial literacy, like mostly mortgages mm-hmm. and then I, i'll talk about other loan types other savings types and just things going on in the market related to real estate or related to pensions things that you know i come across as my day-to-day job as a senior business advisor what that means is a senior business advisor does research for the group mm-hmm. so i research topics for the 21 different subsidiaries in the group we're one of the largest mixed conglomerates in jamaica as mm-hmm. you may know so we have a remittance company a Bank, which is the most popular one that everybody would know about. We have mm-hmm. a small business loans company, life insurance, auto insurance, or casualty insurance. Um, and we have non-regulated companies as well. So I talk mostly about what's going on in the regulated space with the finance-related companies. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I'll just start about those things. Um, otherwise, I, I'm involved in a number of things. I have my website. I just changed the name, so this is breaking news here. Um, mm-hmm. Financialsensibility.com, and that sensibility is C-E-N-T-S-I-B-I-L-I-T-Y. So financialsensibility.com. And, and the snow spell is fancy part. <laughs> the um, all right, so it's financial C E N T S I B I L I T Y dot com. Mm-hmm. So I it used to be my name, Jillian A. Jackson dot com, but I changed it over. So it's the same site, just changed over to a new name because I wanted to be more focused. I, I initially thought I would blog about different things, and then I said, you know what, this financial literacy thing is something that I want to spend a little bit more time on. Mm-hmm. So I decided to change the name, and um, since I launched my blog in August, I've been doing a few sessions here and there. I did Rotary. I did, um, there was a National Consumers League session held the other day where I presented on renting versus mortgage. 
um, at the Rotary One, I presented on the benefits of home ownership or the journey towards home ownership. And then I was on TV, on CVM the other day, talking about financial literacy in general and, and how we could do, how we can improve financial literacy. So since launching the blog, it's been a number of different things, and that's led me to where I am today with Early you guys. Season. So <laughs> earning season. season. Right. I mean, it's a little bit, I think it's going to be a little bit different from what you normally talk about. I, 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 I hope so. Yeah, because your you listeners probably will be thinking about, you know, expecting you to be talking about stocks and... I think it's a little change for them today. It 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 does all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does time. We're talking about different asset classes. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, we've always spoken to people about, we've said, because we've started a lot of these conversations on Twitter first, and now we're on, well, earnings season. Um, But one of the things we always talk about is the fact that investment is what we do, meaning investment, not investment in stocks, not investment in Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. specific shares, it's just investment, whatever grows the value. Um, so of course I'm happy that you're talking about something different. I think yeah. people are hearing this right now. They're hearing it in a brand new year. So yes. they are hearing this in 2020. Um, happy new year. Happy new year, everybody. <laughs> happy new year. Um, and it's one everybody. of the great ways to start the year talking about something that a lot of people will enjoy. So I think when people are hearing this, they already know going in that they're hearing a lot of things. You know people with NHD, I like that you mentioned that you have yeah. a lot of the benefits of home ownership. Right. So I guess we can jump straight into that side of things. Um, how, how, how do you... I mean, you, you say you spoke recently on benefits of home ownership. I know people say, oh, I wonder what you said there. I figure yeah. if there's a video, there's anything of it, a recording I, I, of it. I kind of recapped it in a thread, I believe. But no, that wouldn't, no. Actually, I wrote a long thread about the steps towards home ownership. So I touched on a little bit of that. But the, I went into a little bit more detail and gave some visuals at the presentation on, you know, breaking it down step by step, what you should do when you're thinking about buying a home. Mm-hmm. I, I categorize it this way, three, three different steps. Thinking about buying a home, mm-hmm. actually buying a home, and mm-hmm. then owning a home. So mm-hmm. three different ways of thinking about home ownership and what you would do in each of those steps. So, I mean, if you want, I could kind of exactly go through. That's exactly what I want. I was you just going to set up for you, but she's already way ahead of the curve. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, so thinking about buying a home, mm-hmm. uh, as I said in the session, one of the things I said in the session is the journey towards home ownership is like you're taking a drive towards Ochi. You've never been to Ochi before. Mm-hmm. You have no idea how to get there. Thinking about buying a home is like putting the gas in the car. So that's the first step. You're putting the gas in the car and you're about to drive around Kingston and ask for directions to get to Ochi. That's step one. So thinking about it is, you know, you're putting some plans in place. You're laying the foundation. You're trying to figure out, how am I going to get to Ochi? Mm -hmm. All right, but you know that you need gas in the car. So you know you have to do some research. You have to put some gas in the car so that you can get there. Buying a house now, the journey journey of actually going through the mortgage, etc., is like when you're on the highway. And I say it like this because when you're on the highway, police can pull you over. Your car can run out of gas. A lot of roadblocks can face you on the, mm-hmm. on the journey towards mm-hmm. home ownership. So it's not something that is necessarily one, two, three yet mm-hmm. because of how our, our practices are in, in terms of getting a mortgage. It's largely manual. We're not really there with the fully electronic systems like they have in, in more developed markets like the U.S. Mm-hmm. So it's a journey. And then, of course, when you get to Ochi, you have the home, you're going to figure out how you're going to party when you're down there. So, yeah. Um, so thinking about it that way, let me talk to you about the first step. So thinking about buying a home, what do you need to do? You need to think about where you want to live. 
So location, location, location. Mm -hmm. It's true. Mm -hmm. Where would you want to live? And in thinking about that, I know everybody wants to live in Beverly Hills and Jacksonville and whatever. But if you look at the prices by you're picking up the Sunday classifieds or going online, there are a few property ads, um, websites like the real the big ticket real estate agent, Century 21, Valerie Levy, Colwell Bank, all of them. You can go on their site and they have a listing of houses all over. And you'll see what the prices are in areas that you think that you want to live, if there are any homes available. Mm -hmm. And that's probably going to lead into another, another discussion that we're going to have about argument. it. No, oh, no, no, I, not I'm, argument, I'm, discussion that we're going to have. I'm rapidly enjoying this podcast more and more and more and more and more by the second. So if there are any houses available for mm -hmm. you to buy, and that's mm -hmm. a big if. So if you find a house in Barbican, for example, to purchase, and you see that the price is $65 million, $70 million, $80 million, can you afford that? That's mm -hmm. the first thing you have to think about. So on my Twitter and on my blog, there's calculators that you can go. There are lots of calculators that you can go and download and just figure out, put in your mortgage amount or put in the amount that you want to buy, sorry, put in the, the ownership amount. And then in my spreadsheet, I would make some assumptions that, you know, if you're getting a $65 million mortgage, for example, you'd have to make a down payment of at least 10%. So you'd have to come out of pocket for $6.5 million for just the down payment. And then you'd have to think of another 10% in mm -hmm. fees. For more for a mortgage. Well, you're rushing tired. All right, let's let's go again. <laughs> so first of all, I like that you mentioned it. There'll be a calculator so people can check for themselves. Yeah. So I just pause in order to say that if people check the show notes, they should see the sure. links. There'll be links there. So I get the links for the calculators there. Yep. So people can listen to this and work it out themselves. And they can go, go and download it. it or just bring it up. It comes up as a Google Sheet and you don't even have to download it. You can, well, yeah, I think you would have to because it's locked. But just download it, go to file, download, and then put in what you want. You can change the interest rate, change the down payment, whatever you, you and your mortgage officer have negotiated in terms of the terms and conditions mm -hmm. of your loan. You can adjust it accordingly. But that also means for the regular people listening because more people listen to this than people are doing through that process. So. Yeah. Regular so people listen to this. Regular, if, so if you're it, dreaming of it, if you're dreaming it, of it, and you want to have an idea of what it costs where you live, I, my suggestion is to start looking around. Mm -hmm. And if you, if your goal is to do it in about five years, what you're going to do is. Uh, think about the fact that the price is going to increase in the five years. So whatever your savings goal is, you'd budget a little bit for, um, you'd budget more for the, the price increasing over that period of time mm -hmm. and plan your savings goal accordingly for the down payment and the fees if you're getting a mortgage. All right, so input, determining what it would cost, as I said, you put in the price in the calculator and it will spit out a mortgage payment. Mm -hmm. That's one consideration. The mortgage payment isn't the only thing that you'd have to pay, but I'll go through what, what, that's, what the rest of the things are in a bit. So th when you're thinking about it, just make sure you understand what it costs to mm -hmm. get the loan and what your monthly payment is going to be. So the, the, pay, the down payment could be between 10 to 20%. Um, add error on the caution towards the 20% so that you have a little cushion in case anything goes wrong on your drive to Ochi or your journey to get the car. Okay. All right. Another thing that's important is your credit report. A lot of people don't really take the credit report seriously mm -hmm. right now because it's so new to Jamaica. Mm -hmm. The first credit report, well, credit reporting basically started in 2013. Act was mm -hmm. passed in 2011. So it started, people started to share data or a company started to share data with the bureaus in 2013. And since then, I would say 
I don't, I don't know the number for off my head, but a, a lot of people have never checked their credit report. Mm-hmm. The majority Guilty. of the people, I think, a majority of people have <laughs> never yeah. checked their credit Guilty. report. Yeah, myself and, included. And I've never checked mine locally. Yeah. See, I, well, if you had no need to, if you're not planning to get any credit for anything, you probably mm-hmm. wouldn't need to mm-hmm. check your credit report. But if you do have that plan in the next two, five years, mm-hmm. you should check your credit report to no, see what's I tell on people, there. No, I tell people to check it now. You check it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. check because it now. Because you never know if something know. else is on it. They have sometimes, I've seen people complain about old things on it. Yeah. Also, as we get more advanced in terms of tech and fintech, right. we do have more advanced fraud and you want to check to see if somebody has opened a credit card in your in name. In your name. And All it has happened. Yeah. It has happened. Exactly. And it so. is going to keep happening more and more just as we get more technologically inclined Inclined. in the country. Yeah. So you're, you um, you could be paying, you could have paid off a loan and they're still putting that information on your credit report. I've heard about that mm-hmm. already, as you mentioned. And there just could be some erroneous information. Your address could be wrong, your date of birth could be wrong. Anything could be, incon- anything inconsistent on your credit report is going to hurt you mm-hmm. later down. So it's best to get a credit report. There are three credit bureaus in Jamaica, Credit Info. CRIF mm-hmm. and credit information services. Mm-hmm. So you can get a credit report free from all three of those once per year. Mm-hmm. You can email CRIF, I believe, and credit info and credit information services. You have to go in person. That's mm-hmm. the difficulty with that one. But if you, if you have a notarized document, CRIF will accept it and you can get your, email, your credit report emailed to you. So, so important step so that you know what's on your credit report because banks are looking at it. If you're going to a bank for a mortgage, there is not even one iota of doubt that they're going to pull up your credit report mm-hmm. in it's fact it's, it's, it's a requirement for every loan these it days. is yeah, 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 it yeah, is yeah. not only the banks by the way do you know that flow uses a credit report mm-hmm. all the telecoms who are coming on board jps mm-hmm. wasa commission all of them eventually will be on board with the credit bureau if they aren't already i know they're phasing in the, the utility companies but digital all of them should be on the credit report soon so if you have a postpaid phone or if you have cable or internet and you don't pay your bill on time it's going to show on your credit reports and affect you hmm. when you're ready to get your mortgage or get any loan for that matter not just your mortgage your auto mm-hmm. loan any loan at all um so yeah checking your credit report is important um next thing is to put a savings plan in place so now that i mentioned that you need 20 percent of the price of the house to get a mortgage because you have to make a down payment and you have to pay another 10% in fees. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. is your plan to get that 20%? If you're thinking about this for tomorrow, you might have it already. If you're like Randy mm-hmm. and I, you have the money Ooh. already put down. Oh, no, no, no. But if you're like a regular Joe, like myself, you'd have to spend years putting together a plan, a savings plan in place. Years, I like that you emphasize that part. Years. So years. as a matter of fact, I have a, I did a very, very scientific poll on my Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and her Twitter, for, her Twitter again for people listening is at M-S-G-I-L-L-Y-J. So you should see it in the info section of your podcast. Well, yeah. Right. So I did a very scientific poll that asked how long it took you to get the house after you started thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And the, mo- the most popular answer was one to five years. So most people take about one to five years Mm -hmm. to actually buy the house after they start thinking about it. So that might include them saving. Maybe they had savings before, but your savings goal is an important one. You should never get into an arrangement to buy a house unless you can afford it. Mm -hmm. And I want to emphasize that. So if you put the information in the calculator and it's saying that your mortgage is going to be $250,000, but you're only taking home two hundred. dollars 
that's a challenge. If you're taking home 251, that is still a challenge. Mm -hmm. So, on average, taking home 500 is still a challenge. (laughs) It should be at at a minimum a third of your gross income, your mortgage payment. So, if you're taking home $100,000, you can only afford a more, or you should only think about getting a mortgage of about 33,000. Mm-hmm. Right, which gives you a house these days. And for that, I don't think nah, mm. maybe a five million dollar house you could get for that 33, 34. Yeah, that would be very a fresh, well, you, NHD, you get NHD for right. the first, um, yeah, with NHD, yeah. of course. That's what I meant. All right, so yeah, we'll get into NHD in a little bit, but yeah, so go ahead, keep going. I like, um, I like this presentation, allowing the people to get everybody who missed it get it. Go, 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 yeah. So, when you're thinking about it, you should definitely figure out your budget, how you're going to get there, you're going to which stocks you're gonna buy to get there, right, guys, mm-hmm. <laughs> <help> you? <laughs> or how you're going to um, pay off some of your other debts if you're in debt already, if you have other loans, it's a good time to start thinking about debt consolidation. If you have one of those high balance credit cards and somebody's mm-hmm. in rates on the credit cards are and up ho- there. I hope that people are looking towards this year one of the goals, you know. The goals is always to reduce the credit reduce card debt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reduce or remove, get rid of the credit card debt. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm totally for that. My credit yeah. card companies hate me. They I, mean, hate I don't me. have a credit card, so. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you why they hate me. I pay my bill in full every month. <laughs> no, They're not getting a dollar of it right. off oh, of Oh, God. Me. I love the people who can say that. I, big, I rate you guys <laughs> so much. Me. I rate you guys so much. And I collect my cash back and I collect my um, travel miles. I collect yeah. all of those. And I, yeah. I and, well, the annual fee is the only thing I have to pay to them mm-hmm. to use the card. But I use the card as a way of getting cash back and getting, mm-hmm. you know, rewards. Yeah. You truly travel. use your, your credit card as a reward. Right. I'm There's not using it for, mm-hmm. for debt at all. Mm-hmm. It's just to get the miles and get the points. So mm-hmm. if you do have high credit card debt, if you're not paying off your bill in full every month and you mm-hmm. are paying them interest, that's money that you could put, be putting towards your house. So one of the mm-hmm. things you can consider, and by the way, I have to put my disclaimer in here. I'm not a licensed financial advisor. Oh, wow. I'm not a mortgage officer. Wow. I do not. I'm not um here to provide you with financial advice, so you should always seek professional advice. That sounds on oh, brand I'm for this show. That <laughs> sounds un- so on brand. Everybody <laughs> that comes here suddenly remembers. Yeah. You know what's funny to me? People used to see me before, so sometimes the same people, and it's been for me like, why are you always saying that? Why are you always tweeting that? And then they come on the show, and I hear them saying it. I'm like, hmm, mm. suddenly you understand the responsibility. Mm, that. <laughs> that, that threat that you do, you don't want to get into those emails, you don't want to get into yeah. those talk. Yeah, yeah, it's very funny though. It's the people that talk in sense. Said the most. Always. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I'm giving you some yeah, yeah, valuable yeah. information right now. And I think I know you can take it the wrong way. I said it. <laughs> you, you, right. you, wear, you wear the mantle of telling people good advice, meaning that you have heard people come back to you and say, It's so you to tell me. And you say, I, I know I take my words very carefully. <laughs> so I, I did not tell I you. But, but because it work for them and say, Good enough. Yes. So yeah. it doesn't work is when it's not problem. Exactly. All right. Yeah. So, right. Um, think about consolidating your debt. If you're paying 34 interest on a credit, 34% interest on a credit card, there are unsecured loans for 20% or less. So if you have debt that is in excess of what you can get an unsecured loan for, mm-hmm. you should think about refinancing that debt if it's something that you're seriously considering in terms of bringing down how much debt you have. A good uh, that's a good segue into freeing up some space in your income to be able to afford the mortgage and to just mm-hmm. put you in a place where you're now disciplined enough to afford mm-hmm. taking that money out of your salary every month and putting it into a house if you so choose um and yeah when you're saving save somewhere where you won't be tempted to touch so mm. somewhere that's not 
too liquid or too easy for you to like what like it. what there well there i giving you so many chances to plug it. She's going so well. Go, 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 go. <laughs> well, of course, there's, there's stocks. That's liquid. But, I mean, there's stocks that you can... It's not as easy as just putting your money in a bank account and you have a debit card. You can pull it out anytime. So, somewhere mm-hmm. that you... Like an investment account, a fixed deposit. Somewhere where you don't have a debit card that you can access the funds to easily. Or you can just transfer it over to your account and spend it to buy shoes or go to ATI or whatever the young people do nowadays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you either on the look like. And I'm just kidding. All so... Right. Yeah. To pause you on that point, so you, you're pulling, you're pulling together the money because you say years, and that's a point that I know a whole lot of people miss. Yeah, definitely. it's a, it's a I heavy think point. Horse yeah. is a tomorrow thing. Yeah. No, 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 it's not. It's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint to get mm-hmm. a horse. It's it, especially in Jamaica. If I tell you how how it works abroad, you'd probably more inclined to think that it could happen quickly, but because it can of, be, it takes long in America also. It takes longer mm-hmm. yeah. um, here than in America. But yeah, it takes long in America, but it definitely takes longer here because we have a number of regulator requirements as a, a mortgage entity. Um, you know, the company I work for is the number one mortgage provider in Jamaica, so I understand mortgages from both buying a home. I was selling my parents' home about five years ago as well, and then, of course, I do a lot of work related to what's happening in the mortgage industry. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it can become complicated out here because of requirements, regulatory and business requirements and operations. And But in America, they're they're more digital, so you can Mm -hmm. at least begin some part of the process electronically, and then you can go through the full thing if you want, Mm -hmm. and in the UK too, and other first world countries. But, yeah. It's, yeah, a, it, a, it's a, a quite a process. That's why <laughs> I mentioned, you know, the police can pull you over on the road and, you know, your tire can go flat and all sorts of things yeah. happen. When I was buying my house, it took six months from the time I found the house and signed the paperwork till the time I got to move into my house. Yeah, it's wow. quite a process. She said five years was for her. Just reminding the podcast, the listeners, that yeah. she said five years was her number. Yeah. Yeah. Five years, it, it can take a while. Sometimes the, 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 the conversation I know happen, that happens in some circles in terms of how to get housing started. The hardest mm-hmm. part is usually the deposit. The deposit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Once Getting you get that, over that yeah. hurdle. Good. But, but that hurdle can be steep. It can be monumental. But, well, we haven't gotten to the other parts about um, the bubble yet. But it can. <laughs> the bubble. <laughs> It, if you're looking in Kingston, it's going to be hard. It's hard mm-hmm. because the, the supply is uh, much less than the demand, in my opinion, because I'm looking now too, and it's hard to find anywhere at all. Like the smallest piece of property, or well, at, let's say like a half acre in Norbrook or Cherry Gardens is mm-hmm. easily a million US dollars or something. I can't, I mean, the typical million. person can't afford yeah. that. Yeah. So if you're looking a little bit outside of Kingston or you're looking in, in the not so popular areas, you can find places, mm-hmm. you can, but, uh, yeah. you know. Well, I saw the people, the people's here off with some gems. I mean, outside of Kingston is the secret. It's it like is. a G-code. Mm-hmm. It is lots of if, big secret. Yeah, I, I, here's the results. Since I, I, you know, I respect real estate, but it's not, I know it's a, it's a rich man's game in terms of an investment. So I'll say this, how I look at real estate market, right? if you look at other countries mm-hmm. and other things that matter to them, they're available in Jamaica mm-hmm. and we don't pay a lot of attention to them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, the piece of land that you have in country on the slide, yeah. that's cliffside property. That's, mm-hmm. that's a lot of Loves money. And it's mm-hmm. not a lot of money now, it's a lot of money 20 years from now, mm-hmm. when it's a lot less, so you have to think of it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it, we don't, well, We've learned because of the hotel industries to respect our beach seaside, or yeah. seaside. Right? Mm-hmm. But still, you can still get places anywhere 
that is on water costs more. Yeah. Everywhere else in the world. Everywhere else. Yeah. And it does cost more in Jamaica too, don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. there are, you can get places in Jamaica on water for amounts that you wouldn't for less than a million. Yes. Much yes. less than a million a US. Million US. Much yeah. less. You can get it for NHD amount. Some of the you websites are, are open. You can go and search for it and you can see prices mm-hmm. at this price. Like what land is available at what price. And yeah. where in Jamaica it is. Mm-hmm. I have a friend that bought in St. Anne, $20 million on the beach, easily. Quarter acre, quarter to half acre. Ooh. And yeah, it's on the beach. So full wow. access to the beach. I have another friend who bought a beautiful house. It was in Spanish town. It, she, she can't even see the back of her land. It's so big. Mm-hmm. And she spent $19 million on it, wow. which is two NHT mortgages and a little bit more. Or yeah. $5 million more. So it's possible. You just have to think outside of the box or outside, uh, outside of the box of, of the Kingston. Kingston. <laughs> yeah. that, that is the truth. That is a cheat code. People are talking about St. Thomas a lot. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's, go, it's coming still, up with the highway and all yeah. of the infrastructure that they're yeah. putting in there. So I still think it's a great thing. I, I, like, I like to believe in being ahead of the curve, but I don't think the curve has truly caught up with St. Thomas. I think people Not are yet. thinking mm-hmm. typically. Yeah, yeah. There's still the places outside of the beaten path that are great. And if you're thinking real estate, if you think a long game, think 10, 15, 20 years down. Long yeah. game, yeah. Or look at a more advanced country and see what they like, mm-hmm. and consider that. Mm-hmm. Where you, where you going to be? And this is I, I get a story of there's this place in Man, Manville, Manchester, um, where a guy built. He built himself a nice villa, and part of where he built on the hillside, it blocked the people behind him. Mm-hmm. Meaning there, so he's facing. He has the view, and they had a view, of course, where he's built, built and blocked it. And so he says to he, he went to them to you know to kind of compensate them because you lost a view. And the guy's like, oh, I didn't even notice. Oh, wow. Uh, and he's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's thanks, thanks, because you, you blocked the, the breeze used to blow in oh. and bother me in his house. In Jamaica, <laughs> we don't. We don't just don't really care a lot about no. a lot of those things. Yeah, chop down the whole heap of bush them. We're that getting there, though. I think we're getting there. More and more people are, are becoming interested in, in real estate. Similarly to how interest in the stock market is growing, yeah. I think interest in, in real estate is also growing. Um, I don't have any anecdotal evidence to prove that. but you know. Yeah, because <laughs> that, that's one thing that plagues the industry. And plagues, like you're somebody oh, yeah, who's I'm very gonna... good with data, so you know. I'm I'm struggling here. There is a the America has an index, a housing index called the Case Shiller Index, and mm-hmm. they've been tracking housing prices. I feel like it's the 1700s since the mm-hmm. 17 or 1800s. Wow. The index goes way back, and Jamaica has no housing index, so there is no way to to track it. BOJ did something once where they had, um, I think it was a five year, eight, no, 20, 2008 to 2017, so a nine year period that looked at that and then nothing else nothing came out of that. So that, yeah. it's hard to find data to track a lot of these things mm-hmm. and yeah, as a data person, it's, it's, it's stressful. It's <laughs> frustrating for me because I know that they have the data. They have Because it. you mm-hmm. see things that come off it so yes. they must know. <laughs> and like, to build a house, you, there has to be a permit granted. There has to be a receipt done for that permit mm-hmm. and there's a record of all the receipts so there mm-hmm. is data there and just i said that i had a conversation on twitter with this with one of them with a minister on it because somebody raised a question and i was like there's no data on mm-hmm. on how many no, housing no. starts we had and he commented and and asked for suggestions and I, I applaud him for that it was um it was minister green i think and he mm-hmm. asked for suggestions on on it and oh no it was 
Pernell, sorry, Pernell Charles. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, the land agency, the national land agency, they have to issue permits. They have to do surveys of everybody's property. The titles office has to title everybody's house. I mean, mm -hmm. the data is there. Yeah, so, it, And it's known that it's there, <laughs> but I don't know. It's just putting together. I have this run into the same problem all the time with um, salaries. You cannot answer oh, yes, this question in Jamaica. Can. No one can What's say what is the average salary of a Jamaican. <laughs> in you. fact, they can't even say what is the average salary of a person who pays PAYE. But they pay mm -hmm. PAYE, so somebody must, must know. know. Must exactly. Somebody must know. I, I was looking at this myself too because I was. I have paid money. Yeah. I paid money for data. Yeah. I ended up paying for. Wow. PIOJ, I think it's not PIOJ. I paid yeah. for somebody to scan that you what in you pay for is for them to scan pages in a book and they send you pages mm. of the book based yeah, on like a kind of a survey that they kind of do i think it was related oh. to so but that's the closest you can come to it so you can know like what the average jeff did a survey yes years yes, ago. yes yes and that's what you can get you can get what the jeff. average mm -hmm. say you're a computer an it assistant as long as that's the name of your role so mm -hmm. the average salary for an it assistant <laughs> is let's say 1.8 million Jamaican, mm -hmm. right but on that same page is also it help desk assistant <laughs> And also help desk assistant and then IT assistant mm -hmm. and all of them have a different number. So you find average of averages and hope. No, no, but <laughs> it's, it's, hope it's, it works. this is this is a scan of a PDF. Mm -hmm. This is a, a photo a scan oh, yes. of a photocopy of a PDF, PDF. sent to I, me. I at wonder that how this works. So there's nothing I can do other than write it down in Excel. You make it in PDF, you print it and you as willing to pay money. Wow. Yeah, the salary information. Wow. I think the, um, it's terrible. Statin did a, a survey the other day. I think they're trying to do some salary surveys. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. They do one every few years. I've read them. That's, this is some, this part of me that I don't, people don't know because I don't talk about it. But this is where I do a whole heap of data. And I realized that I think Danai has the PIOJ background. Oh. So, yeah. So you know what's working about that? Really? We have never released that episode. Yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, people know that there's stuff that we don't put out. But, but yeah, but yeah it's, it's, that is one of the frustrations I have because there's so much. Once you have the data, yeah. so much becomes possible you and know you how can, to target things immediately and and it helps to write policy it helps to you know give the direction of businesses mm -hmm. country the whole country can have a policy direction on housing targets if we know where we're starting from but if you don't know where you're starting from you can't know where you're going mm -hmm. so yeah one of my pet peeves as well we share yeah. that one yeah it's, it's <laughs> painful it's painful and i'm happy that they're doing so about it i know there is the government in information page like you should be able to go to one page and get mm -hmm. a lot of stuff and it's a start i like it mm -hmm. uh, it's a start so i'm happy for that but boy, boy yeah no, boy, no it's nowhere yeah. yet and but, yeah and yeah big up to starting they do have a lot of information and piyoj mm -hmm. too i read the essg mm -hmm. the, the economic and social survey as soon as it mm -hmm. comes out it's like my earning season I, as soon as it drops i'm i'm you there i think and also good in that department build that yeah, yes. as about to big up, as about yes. to big up, that whichever entrepreneur is quietly realizing that if they can collate mm. and sell this data, people we, we, we will buy it. about it. Imagine, I, uh, I always said to Randy, imagine a Jamaican version of Bloomberg and I always stop. Do that would be perfect to stay that up. And yeah. just plug into Bloomberg and sell them something. Yes, big up to Blue Dot. Lauren? Yes, Lauren. Yeah, Lauren. No, big up Lauren. Lauren, when are you going to come on a podcast, sir? <laughs> Lauren, is, uh, what's earning season? <laughs> Lauren, know me personally, you know? Yeah. What's earning season? Uh, Big up, Lauren. Yes, the, sure. the dot, the dot on Twitter. Make sure I, dr I drop that in the show notes. Top CEO of Blue, Blue dot. dot Consulting. It's a, it's a data and research company. I'm mm. sure I'm mangling it. So, Lauren, come on the show and tell the people you do properly. Yeah, <laughs> Big up, big up, big up, Lauren. Yeah, they're, they're awesome. All right, so... We're back to deciding to buy a home. So, I was just thinking about buying a home. Mm -hmm. So, if you didn't pick it up by now, it's not as easy as buying 
something liquid like a stock because you have to do a lot of research mm -hmm. and you have to put some time and effort into it, mm -hmm. right? So when you decide to buy the house, now there's something important I want you to think about. And remember, I'm not a lawyer, not a financial advisor, mm -hmm. but there's something called joint tenants versus tenants in common. And this is going to be the difference in having a happy relationship at the end of a mortgage with somebody and having a sad relationship at the end of a mortgage with somebody. Mm -hmm. Joint tenants means if you and I bought a property together, mm -hmm. if I die, the property goes to you. Correct. Everything is yours. Correct. If we have tenants in common, I can will my portion of the property to whoever I want. So my kids or my mm -hmm. sister or whatever. So I have 50% ownership and you have 50% ownership. Mm -hmm. So as much as people can be in love and they say, you know, nothing going to happen to our relationship and everything is going to be fine, things can happen. Mm -hmm. So I'm not giving any advice, but I'm just <laughs> saying tenants in common is something that you should consider if you're entering into purchasing a home with somebody, especially if that somebody is not your husband or not your wife or not somebody that you absolutely trust because I, anything oh can happen God. to you. It's a brand new year. Somebody <laughs> right now is looking very studiously at the radio or the speaker and not looking at their partner. No. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I know, yes, I know. My put friend on is the like, ring and stop waste time. What are you encouraging? Time. One of my friends, when I said it to her, what are you encouraging? And I was like, anything can happen. Yeah, 2020. <laughs> You don't know, make him waste your time. Don't, yeah, yeah. Ring. I won't say that. But yes, so <laughs> something to think about. So your lawyer is going to ask you when you're ready to sign up all the documents whether or not you want to do joint tenants mm -hmm. or tenants in common. Research it for yourself um, before you decide to buy a house to figure out which one you want to do. But understand that one means you can will your property to somebody else. The other means you can't. Oh, which mm -hmm. one is which is which? Joint tenants mm -hmm. means you can't. So if it's a right of survivorship. So mm -hmm. if I so if you survive and I die, you I get can everything. get everything. Mm -hmm. Everything is yours. But if you do tenants in common, it's always split like, and it goes split to the estate. It goes, it goes to the estate to, of the person. Right. Yeah. A friend of mine had a, a home, still has. I think it's a family thing. I'm trying not to give details. <laughs> where it's more than two people. Okay. And their Tenancy. own, their, yeah, no, no, meaning the ownership of mm -hmm. it split that way. And as they die, it reverts to whoever is left alive. Oh, so that's and then the last tenancy. person, it reverts to their, um, mm -hmm. their, their next of kin. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's joint tenants. Yeah. Uh, as you have estate matters in my work. So. That's yeah. how you set up your own red wedding in your family. Okay. Red wedding. Wow, Randy. Uh, wow. You got really dark <laughs> here. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I'm at home when I'm listening to this. <laughs> All right. So, um, thinking when you decide now to buy the house, another thing that you need to think about carefully is whether or not you have access to an NHT benefit. Mm -hmm. And I'll just talk a little bit about NHT that's right a now. Big thing. Yeah, good. please. All right. If you currently contribute to the NHT, i.e., when your salary statement comes, you see a deduction on it that says NHT. Two percent of your salary is deducted to go towards the National Housing Trust. Mm -hmm. That 2% that's coming out of your salary entitles you to an NHT benefit once you've been making contributions for 52 weeks. So if you're a local resident and that pay, that's coming out of your salary and going straight to NHT, or you choose to walk into NHT or, or, or send the payment directly to NHT without it being deducted by your company, you have to do that consistently for a period of 52 weeks. It doesn't have to be 52 consecutive weeks, but 52 weeks Can you pay it all at one time? Um, I believe so. 
Okay. I'd have to double check on that one. Okay. Check on that one. I believe so. But once you make 52 contributions or weekly contributions, if you're a local resident and 104 contributions, if you're overseas, so mm-hmm. if you're a Jamaican living overseas, you still have access to an NHT benefit. Yeah, let's say that one again because I get a lot of DMs about that. Again, if you're in foreign. If you're in foreign. There you go. <laughs> a Jamaican living overseas, i.e. you have a TRN number, you have an NIS number, mm-hmm. and you live overseas, you still can access your NHT benefit yep. to build a house in Jamaica. Tell me what the benefit is. The NHT benefit now, if you're between the ages of 18... And 65, you have access to $6.5 million if you're a single person. Mm-hmm. If you and somebody else want to do it, you have access to twice that, so $13 million. At a very, very low interest rate. Not, of? Yes, of 5%. There we go. The market interest rate is about, when I looked at the, the data from BOJ, it was, the average rate was 7.8%. Mm-hmm. So it's not a, it's not, it doesn't seem like a huge difference. When I did the calculation with the, the, the rate of 8.5%, which was the average rate at the time, I did this calculation. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole third about this on my Twitter. 8.5%. The difference between 8.5% and 5% will mean you're paying $5.4 million in interest over a 30-year period. Mm-hmm. So hmm. if you don't have NHT, then you're paying a penalty of $5.4 million as a single person and twice that if you are buying it with your partner, mm-hmm. right? So having an NHT benefit is beneficial if you're trying to pay the least possible mortgage that you can pay. Mm-hmm. If you work for a company that has other benefits, other mortgage benefits, like I know some companies have like 1% mortgage, 2% mortgage, like there are companies that offer it as a incentive. Not many, mm-hmm. but there are a few out there. If you do have access to a company or you work for a company that does have a benefit on top of your NHT benefit, you're golden right now. So mm-hmm. it's a good time for you to think about purchasing a home if you have that option. If certain conditions are met and I'll go through what those conditions are but thinking about buying a home is something that's important if you think that if, if you want to do it for the purposes of housing your family if you're trying to do it for an investment there are some other considerations whether or not you'd be able to rent it out for what you're you're paying in the mortgage that's a consideration as well and that's not a straightforward answer I have a whole mm-hmm. topic on that as well um, so yeah if you're ready to buy a home Think about whether or not you have an NHT benefit that you can use towards the purchase of that home. Um, so, if you have the NHT benefit and your home is in excess of the six and a half million as a single person or in excess of the $13 million if two people are buying it together, mm-hmm. you have to go to the market for the rest, right? Mm-hmm. So, there are banks and building societies traditionally that you can get a mortgage from. There are other financials, but traditionally people go to a bank or a building society. Number one bank is JN, number one building society is VM. Yeah. All right, so um, the typical market rates, uh, the average rate at, BO, at BOJ mentioned was 7%, but when I did this, it was about 85 So I'm going to work with 85 for the sake of, if I have any examples to give you, I'll use it. 85%, 30-year loan, 10% deposit. That's what we're working with. All right, so if you're going to, get a $15 million property, assuming all of those things, you're making a 10% down payment, that's $1.5 million. You're going to have to pay another $1.5 million in fees. Mm -hmm. You're going to get six and a half from the NHT and balance, which is the the difference between your down payment 
and the $15 million is $7 million. Mm -hmm. So the $7 million is what you're going to have to finance in the market. The total mortgage for all of that with the NHT payment and the market is for a single person is $88,000. So if your rent is more than $88,000 and you can afford a $15 million property, then or afford the down payment and the, the, the um, fees, then you can consider purchasing a home. Mm. Okay, because you're comparing obviously the monthly rental cost to the... There are other considerations, mm -hmm. but if you're... Uh, th that's step one. If you're paying more rent and you can pay in mortgage, it's step one into thinking about buying a house. Mm -hmm. There are other considerations, in, as I said, being able to afford the down payment. Mm -hmm. what you're, if you're doing it for investment purposes, can you get more on the down payment and the fee, the down payment and the money that you're going to spend on fees? Can you get more investing that over time? Mm -hmm. Or can you get more from putting it in real estate and getting 5 to 6% on average per year? No, that's a major return. consideration. You major. drop that one quick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's another thing that happens. A lot of people, I have one specific friend I'm thinking about, and I'm listing notes, and he does that. He does homes. Yes. Mm -hmm. He does, flips homes, okay. makes money off it. He'll do it in tell him for two years, make a two million. Like he'll t and, and sometimes he'll live in somewhere for two years and then move the, the usual stuff. So he does that. And he cannot fathom why I would do stocks. I'm always, every time I link up, I'm always on me say, yeah, but watch, you know. All right, you put in a new place. And it's the same thing that you're saying is a lot of what I hear him speak about, which is, you know, all right, you've got every pound of deposit because well, sometimes you get in pre-constructions, yes. like the lowest price. Right. There's some escalation, but then sometimes he sell it even before it finished. Before it finished. So okay. he get like the difference between escalation and he's doing all of that and... So it takes a lot mm -hmm. of research. I bought my house pre-construction, so it's now up 30% from what I bought it. Mm -hmm. um, if you buy a house that can be flipped in a, one of those golden areas, um, mm -hmm. you can make a decent amount. A but serious you have amount. To, you can make a serious amount, but yeah. you have to take the time to understand just like stocks and do your mm -hmm. research mm -hmm. and, and work and make sure that you have capable people that are working with you, a good lawyer, Mm -hmm. Most importantly, I'll get to that in when you're decide when you're actually in the process of buying a house. No, mm -hmm. you need a good lawyer to make sure that you're not uh, taken advantage of. Yeah. Let's put it in nice terms. Yeah, taken yeah, yeah. advantage. We've of. all watched the news. Yeah, for the past two <laughs> years. yeah. yeah. <laughs> we all, we've all watched the news. And you're right when you say that it can be a good investment if you do the research. Oh, definitely. I have this thing. I'll, I'll put this in the show notes. But it's a, it's an ad I have from I think 2016 in the Gleaner. <laughs> And it is 2009. Wow. And there's a three-bedroom, two-and-a-half bathroom apartment with a view in Norbrook. Mm. Gated community. Kingston 8. Guess how much it costs? This is wow. 2009. I think you mentioned it's Mary. So 20, I yeah. guess. No, 23. So you're so close. You must close. be in the industry. <laughs> <laughs> or something. 23 million for a three-bedroom, three-bed, three two-and-a-half bath apartment in a gated community in Norbrook mm -hmm. 10 years ago. The golden question is, what is that apartment worth today? Exactly. I know it's not 23. No. It's well, you can tell that. us what you think. <laughs> um, Easily 100, no? Uh, no, probably not 100. Maybe 50, 60. I don't think it would be up all the way up to 100. It depends. How many square feet? Uh, <laughs> it does not say how many. Okay, here's, here's in, I guess in the same complex or the same Realtor was trying to sell it. Another one, which is okay. Kingston 6, three-bedroom, four-bathroom, yeah, tunnels, pool, tennis court, 31 million. That would have been a great time to buy a house. Interest rates were higher, mm -hmm. much higher. Um, I was looking at this the other day. 
the average the way I told you I just told you the weighted average interest rate was seven point eight three I think up mm-hmm. to September of twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Ten years ago, two thousand and six. So about yeah, thirteen years ago, two thousand and six, two thousand and seven. The weighted average was twenty three. Wow, I was thinking maybe 18, 19. 23%. But no, because it have been all the mortgages mm. contributing to that. Wow. Right. So 23% interest. Interest rates are at the lowest they've ever been. Yeah. So similarly to what's going on in the investment market, now is a good time to think, of, think, about, to think about purchasing a home because of the fact that interest rates are so low. And locking in a rate this low is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I mean, my, my parents' generation would have had to lock in yeah. some of them wicked mm-hmm. rates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My so. mother would have dreamed about a, a set, an 8% mortgage or a 7 point anything yeah. percent mortgage. And tip to any of the people who are paying it for a while, I maybe under, if you, if I, I am definitely not an expert in that area, but I can tell you this just from knowledge of the numbers. If you have a, a, a mortgage for maybe the last 10 years and the, maybe the payments are stressing you, chances are you can, can refinance, refinance right refinance. now. Yeah, you can refinance. You can refinance in a way where you get to have a lower monthly payment or lengthen the period. Lengthen the period. Mm-hmm. And depending on the situation, they can actually also give you cash in hand. It would be an, an increase on it, but mm-hmm. oftentimes the rate that you're coming down from is so high that yeah. they can actually give you an extra loan and you still end up paying mm-hmm. less every month than you, you pay should, currently. There's nobody that should be paying 20 anything percent for a mortgage right now. All right. That's, that's, that's what I heard that from saying. If you're paying, yeah. I would advise you, even though I'm not a financial advisor, I would yeah. advise you to go and, and look into it and possibly think about refinancing mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's a, it's a great great thing and yeah you might you might you're paying 200 grand now you might drop to a hundred a mm-hmm. hundred <laughs> wow yeah yeah 100 grand every month free up so um that 88 thousand a month mm-hmm. was for a single person if you and somebody else can buy a home together the monthly and use your nht mortgages both of you have NHT benefits. If you both use them, it's $73,000 a month for a $15 million property. I know those are rare. I found one or two when I was looking for this presentation. I found one or two, one new, like Oakland's. There were some about $15, $16 million. And Oakland's is pretty popular. It's on Constant Spring Road. Um, I don't know if it would go. F- I found one there, but I don't know if it would, the availability of if it. it stayed long mm-hmm. on there, but I saw it there. But stuff like that moves very, yes, very, very, very quickly. quickly. Yeah. And then there's the new complex across from the stadium that's going up. Yes. They were good. Their studios, though, studios, what, $15 million. So but they're. <laughs> there's, it's $15 million. Dollars, yeah. In right. fact, I don't think those are going to last either. Mm. Probably not. Are those NHT? No. They're not? NH, no. NHT properties, um, I don't think. Ruthven, I think. Ruthven is Ruth the ben, one that's yeah. coming up, and that they have, I haven't seen any prices yet. I've been looking. Yeah. But there is one benefit, I think. This is a tidbit I do know, that it, if you are getting to buy an NHT built scheme, then you can get a mortgage fully. Yes. So mm-hmm. how, oh, yes. Yeah, regardless of the amount. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. How that works is that, yeah, I guess I skipped over that a little bit. How that works is that they do, they have a rating system. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get an NHT house, and the benefit of doing that, of course, is that NHT houses are way cheaper mm-hmm. than what is on the market. Mm-hmm. They are, their mandate is to build affordable homes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, most of the developers right now, they're not interested in building affordable homes. They're so interested in, in capitalizing on the demand in the market, and correct. putting the price accordingly. So NHT is tasked with building affordable homes. So there's a process that they have that they want to give it to people who need it the most. Mm-hmm. They have a rating system and you, based on your circumstances, they would give you points um, mm-hmm. 
based on certain situations and then assign the houses accordingly. So that's how they do it. And NHT actually has interest rates. I said 5%, but they do have rates as low as 0%. So you can, if you qualify wow. for an NHT mortgage and your weekly income is $14,000 or less, and you can qualify otherwise, then your interest rate would be 0%. Oh. Your monthly payment would be $14,714 for that type of loan, for a $4 million loan. So they, you, call it, you get a lower loan amount, but if you can find anything for $4 million, you can get an NHT benefit at as low as 0%. You know, I was wondering how certain income affords a home. But no, that makes sense to me. Well, it's not across the board, right? So that's uh, why <clears throat> that's why it's important to think about like housing starts mm -hmm. and yes. where the population that earns mm -hmm. a certain amount lives, so they know mm -hmm. where to target. Yes. That's I think the housing association of Jamaica does a lot of that mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff but it's just blind data, so people blind. just kind of just working off constituency lines or an opportunity here. So yeah. hey, if you get a chance to do it, do it. Yeah, do mm -hmm. it. They just find something and say build here. Yeah. <laughs> there is no. So yeah, they have a number of listings on their website. If mm -hmm. you want to see what's on under construction right now, they have um, all over the country, St. Catherine, St. James, they have a list of all of the properties that are being built now. Mm -hmm. uh, they have Ruth Ben phase one, I guess there's another And those links are in the, in the show notes again. Y yeah, you'd be you able to. You will share them with me, of course, yes? For sure. They're okay. easy to find. <laughs> um, so yeah, NHT is good, uh, a very good thing to use if you're paying for it. If it's coming out of your salary, utilize the benefit if mm -hmm. you can. Do the math and figure out if it's something that you can afford and then start doing your research and figuring out where you want to live, what the prices are, etc. Mm -hmm. So, sorry, I was recapping a little bit. Um, looking at uh, your, your monthly payment over time, yes, it, it may seem high initially and those first couple of years, I'd say three to five years, it's, it's kind of rough. Mm -hmm. because you're paying for something that's a third of your salary where you didn't have to pay for it before unless you're paying a similar rent, etc. Um, and over time, generally, your income will increase, but your mortgage payment remains relatively stable. Mm -hmm. So your income is going up, your mortgage payment is remaining stable, so you have a bigger cushion mm -hmm. over time between how much you're paying for the mortgage and how much your income is. So that's why it's a long game. And it's something that you have to be patient with. So I have somebody, I know somebody that just finished paying off her mortgage. She was very excited about it after 22 years. And her, it's, she lives in a nice area. And now her house is worth about $100 million. And her mortgage payment at the end of the mortgage was less than $40,000. Mm -hmm. Because oh, she started off with a high high back then high payment. And over time, it became, right, it, at, with inflation, that probably it was even less and, and principal payments yeah so she you, and another, that's another thing so if you well when you actually have the mortgage your principal mm -hmm. payments pay off the principal if you have any lump sum payments coming in you want to get down the principal as fast as you can because you're being charged interest on the outstanding principal mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so when the loan starts you're paying most of it say for, if it's a hundred thousand dollars you're paying like ninety eight thousand out of it towards interest mm -hmm. If, it's, uh, if you're paying more towards principal, they're charging you interest on a lower amount. Mm -hmm. So you're generally going to be paying less over time. So the more, and a lot of mortgage companies, especially in America and in Canada, they don't allow you to make down payments at mm -hmm. all. They're, the ones in Jamaica, they'll allow you to make it, uh, I think it's once every three months or once a year. There are some stipulations on, on how frequently you're allowed to pay mm -hmm. it down. 
because of course they have to balance their cash flow and their interest payments. So if you can make the down payment and just figure out what the, the rules are and make as m much of a down payment as you can. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so this I have the real estate index I was telling you about. It's in 2008, it was, it's an index. So it started at 100. And based on the research that was done over in Jamaica by 2016, so over eight years, it was at 150. So real estate prices increased by 50% over eight years wow. so um wow. and that's not that's not per annum that's 50 percent over the period so if you have to if you annualize it so it'll yeah. be like six seven percent or something a year so you know if you can wow. benefit from that and if if you do pre-construction or if you do find a, a property that is um you think is undervalued and you can mm -hmm. put some sweat equity into it and fix it up then you'd be getting much more than that so yeah. this is just average prices so you can be above average if you do the research and put the work into it. And mortgage rates, again, I was telling you a while ago, um, 20 years ago, mortgage rates were at 25%, 30%, as high as 30% in this, what, this looks like 2001, 30%, the weighted average wow. rates. Now they're down to as low as 7 And 8%, yeah. And that's pushed heavily by the, <clears throat> the increased competition. Yes. In the market, mm -hmm. yeah, increased yeah. competition. So 10 years ago, most commercial banks weren't even interested in mortgages, mortgages. because mm -hmm. of what they were getting from government paper. Mm -hmm. Now that they're getting lower and lower returns from government people, they have to go back to the business of lending to get interest. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's pushed more people into the mortgage space or more of the banks into the mortgage space and brought the rates down, mm -hmm. which is good for the consumers. Definitely. We want lower rates because, you know, the difference between, uh, there's another tweet that I have about, it's the difference between 7 and 8% interest. So mm -hmm. Just 1% interest, the difference is 1%, and that translates to over 30 years, $2.4 million. Mm -hmm. So if you want, you want to save and pay the lowest interest rate possible, mm -hmm. right? The difference between 7 and 8%, uh, which is... You, uh, so if, you, if your bank is charging mm -hmm. you 7%, if one bank is charging you 7 and one bank is charging you 8, if you take the, the one that's charging you 8%, you're paying $2.4 million mm -hmm. over the life of that loan, Crazy. more in interest. Mm -hmm. Just the difference between those two mm -hmm. rates. So yeah, you want to get the lowest rate possible, and you know, if there, are, you can probably even negotiate with your lender if you know that there's other rates out there. Negotiate with your lender to get a, a better rate. Yeah, that's something that a lot of people don't know. You don't have to take the first rate you give them. Yeah. yeah some, sometimes you shop around. Sometimes you shop around. Yeah. And of one thing about shopping around, though, if you, well, this might not apply for a mortgage, but for other loans, just mm -hmm. while you're there, if you apply for different credit facilities in different financial institutions in too short of a succession. So if I go to bank A today and then bank B tomorrow and I'm applying for loans all over the place just to figure out what the rates and things that I'll get, it affects your credit score negatively. Mm -hmm. It will actually bring your credit score down. So each credit check is counted against your credit score. Right. Yeah, because it's measuring you're saying that you're seeking out a lot of credit. Right. Okay. So it's better to shop around by looking at the website or calling one of the, the representatives. Mm -hmm. Don't actually apply for a facility just to figure out what you're going to get. It's mm -hmm. not advisable to do so. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's another that's thing. Because you've seen it in America, so it's the same thing in Jamaica. As the industry gets more and more technolo technology inclined, as, as we allow technology to enter mm -hmm. our processes more, we're seeing where people are giving you an easy chance to apply. So we also need to remember that you need to be careful with that with actual that. application because mm -hmm. application that hits your credit 
count against your credit. So you don't want too many. Act when you're careful is what you're saying. Right. Do the research. And your research does help because you put a lot of stuff out there for people. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I, I hope somebody is finding the tools useful. I know one person messaged me and said, you know, because of what I've been tweeting, they've actually started the process of becoming a home owner. Mm. And other persons have said, you know, they really started to think about the home ownership now. So I think the message is getting out there. You know, mm. I'm helping with my part with financial inclusion. Yeah. So. And it's Jamaica. This is the Jamaican dream. Own house and care. Yeah. This yeah, yeah, yeah. is the age of everybody. Well, my Twitter. Everybody's mm -hmm. talking about generational shift now, millennials. Everybody's talking about getting into owning a house. We see our parents. We always yeah. we complain about they had the homes. And we're looking at the market. We're saying, what's what, going on here? Yeah, right. but the reality of, of getting really in. don't really know what's going on here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the reality so. of getting in is rough. It yeah. is. Well, we can touch that. I don't know if we can. You, you, you said to me earlier when we were starting that um that you think you're gonna change my mind around mortgages <laughs> so um I, I i tell you to that well let me well let me maybe i should let you start tell me how you'll change my mind or, but I, i'm wondering if i'll bias it by saying what i think about right mortgages. so that's what I, no that's where i want to start so tell me what you think about mortgages why is it that i should not get a mortgage oh i think people who can afford a mortgage should, should get, get a mortgage, mortgage. if it is in line with their life okay yeah perfect. i always have so we're on the same page yeah, that's what I said. People, people might not realize, however, there is a difference now mm -hmm. when I find a lot of people running into it. The why. I'm going mm -hmm. to get a house, and it, there is a thing amongst maybe not that nice generation, but my generation. I'm mm -hmm. 33. We have, you get the house no matter what. You're not a man until you get the house. You have to turn your own key, you get me? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was joking with you a couple episodes ago, Danai, about um, that you're cruff oh, if, you, if yes. you still live with your parents, right? Mm -hmm. Um, oh but it's a Jamaican mentality that uh -huh. we have, right? So you have to get your own home. And so people push for it. But you look at the reality of it. And I'm using the calculator <laughs> from Miss Jilly J. It's from the set of website. I'm going to make sure Financialsensibility.com. And that's sensibility with a C. C-E-N-T-S-I-B-I-L-I-T-Y. And all the links are in there. But so I'm looking at it. And you have a nice example that you use here where if you're getting like a house for 21 million. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you say you pay down the 10%. So 2.1 mil. And you said for safety, 20. Yes. Because you never know. What to, you'll have to have the fees. The you never fees. know what I'll go through be. what the fees are in a sec if you, if you want. Oh, no. Go, go. Well, no, I'll, I'll do it in time. We but. love yeah. those fees. Yeah. Well, yeah. We, we love including the fees because people always look at a host, 21 mil, and then that's to be all in the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And I when I when even when I was buying my house, there's nowhere you can find that information. Mm -hmm. There There's some websites that will list some of the fees and give you an idea. There's nobody that had a calculator or anything. And then it's difficult information to pry out mm -hmm. of many companies because you know it's fees nobody wants to talk about fees mm. yeah nobody ever wants to speak <laughs> about it. i don't get why <laughs> because it's, it's not like it doesn't make you any less unique mm -hmm. everybody has everybody to pay the fees paid. yeah, yeah. They have different fees but i mean i think the reality is that they just know of, they know what it it, it looks like because if you look at it the way i looked at it because i think why i got famous for that no mortgage thing is you look at where i look at it is that you look at what the deposit requires and it can it can, it can, yeah, it can turn you down. Yeah, I remember I looked at it the, the very first time I calculated. I go, oh, I'll, I'll never have a mortgage. <laughs> literally, I literally said that. Like, as math class, Mr. McDonald, math class, he was teaching us about mortgages at Arden. Okay. And he explained it wow. completely. And I had the calculator out. Randy. And I did that. And I go, oh, I'll never get on. Then. Literally, high school. You are carrying this baggage for far too long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let but, me so I, you. I've changed in that I, I no longer say that. No, I'm, okay. I'm saying I'll definitely get a mortgage because there's no way I'm spending my money like that. <laughs> so it ha the bank has to pay for it. The I'm bank, not doing yes, it. Yeah. Using other people, OPP. Oh, yeah. OPM, sorry. Other people's money to yeah, pay yeah. for your house. Uncle Lee Chin's way. 
Yeah. yeah. Right. So yeah, leverage. That's what that's called. So you use leverage to purchase your house. You ask the mm-hmm. bank to give you money to purchase your house, and then you gain from it over time. You mm-hmm. pay them interest, yes, but there are ways that you can make back what you're spending, especially if you're doing it for an investment purpose. If mm-hmm. you're if you're doing it to live in it, you need a house to live in. You need somewhere mm-hmm. to live. Mm-hmm. So my argument to you, well, no, not my argument. My statement to you, mm-hmm. if you say okay, you know, you don't see why sometimes you'd have to buy a house. My statement is, okay, what's the alternative? So you're going to pay rent, mm-hmm. which could be in excess of what you're, you would spend on a mortgage, Never. possibly. Never. Possibly. Come on, realistically. You could live with your family. That's an option. Cruffism. You could I don't do actually that. believe that, by the way, guys. <laughs> you could do that. It's not an option for many people, like myself. Yes, if I'm, you're married, I'm a, yeah. I'm a sort, no, I'm a sort of orphan. I'm the only one in my family that lives in Jamaica. Oh, Other than... Yeah. You know, not okay. my, my immediate family, family. <laughs> my yeah. immediate family. So, um, yeah, my, I sold my mother's house and she migrated for her. I sold it for her five years ago and she migrated. So after that, there was no house for me to live in. So I was like, okay, mm. I have to buy a house now. And is that something <laughs> that you do generally? What? Or like, or you just, just because you were selling your mom's house? No, no, no. I was just my mom's. I don't, okay. I don't sell houses. Okay. <laughs> it's just her house. So, yeah. Um, because she was she wasn't here, so I had to sell it for her. Yeah, I just wanted you to say it because people would be. Oh no, no, no! I don't sell, sell yeah. houses. I'm there not a mortgage yeah. officer. I can't help you to get a mortgage at all. I work in research. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. So the numbers, because you're saying the alternative on the market right. is, which is what people which generally is, think of when they don't run numbers. I think, mm-hmm. well, I just rent, but yeah, if you rent, I have a rent versus buy calculator as well mm-hmm. on my site, so you can pop up that calculator. That one is a little bit more technical. I assume a lot of things. I assume you know mm-hmm. rental prices are going to increase by three percent every year. Do you know that your landlord actually has the right to increase your rent by seven and a half percent every year? year Many don't but they have the right to. So that's something that you have to think about as well. So I put out in, in the calculator or in, I have, well, I have a graph on my, my Twitter that shows what the 7.5% would be, what the 3% would be versus what the mortgage would be and versus what your income would be. And it kind of shows that, you know, your rent can go up. Your mortgage would generally stay at a certain level mm-hmm. and your income is going up. So as your income is going up, your rent is going up too. So the two of them going up together, you're not really feeling that cushion that you would have if you got the mortgage exactly. and you get a bigger mm. cushion over time. Over, over time. time, definitely. Yeah. Over time. All right. So, yeah, if you, if you check out the rent versus buy calculator, you put in your assumptions about what you think is going to happen in the market. I put some in there as what, to act, what I think may happen based on historic trends, 6 to 7% increase in home ownership or in home prices mm-hmm. each year. But if you're buying pre-construction, it could be more. If you're buying a fixer-upper, it would be more. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so you put in those assumptions and it will actually give you a net present value. I don't want to get too complicated. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the net present value, I mean, not for you guys, but you know, for everybody else. No, it could be for us. <laughs> yeah. And the net, pre- the net present value is positive. For inside joke about that. But <laughs> if, if the net present value is positive, that means you're better off buying a home. If it's mm-hmm. negative, that means you're better off taking the money that you would have used for the down payment mm-hmm. and the um, fees and putting it in the stock market and mm. or wherever and getting a better return. So the return that I use was the average return. And market. you guys can tell me that that assumption is wrong if you download it. But the average returns of the, the index, the main index over the last 10 years. Because in the scenario, it was, you know, you sell the house after 10 years, which one would be more beneficial? Renting for that 10 years mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. or buying the house and selling it after 10 years. And 
in the case of the, fifth, the same $15 million mortgage we were mm -hmm. talking about, given assumptions of what the index did over the past 10 years and what housing prices were on average over the past 10 years based on the data I could find, it was better to get the mortgage than to rent, mm -hmm. than paying the, the exact same $100,000 that you'd have spent on the mortgage or the rent. It would have been better to get the mortgage because over time you would have got gained more in the, the increase in the house prices mm -hmm. than taking that, that you know, because you're deducting that $100,000 out of your mm -hmm. your the money that you'd have invested in the stock market every month. So that decreases at a rate faster than your equity, the equity in your house is increasing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, and that doesn't even include the fact that you could rent out a part of your house mm -hmm. on Airbnb or whatever. You could get a, um, if you have like a three bedroom, you could get rent out one of the rooms and get additional income from that. It didn't even include that. Mm -hmm. So if you could do that, home ownership beat renting in that scenario. There are other scenarios it wouldn't work. If you can, and oh yeah, I think it was 15% I used mm -hmm. for per annum that you could get from the stock market. If you can get more than, six, I think the calculation was if you get more than 16%, mm -hmm. then you'd be better off paying That's the rent. That's very thin. Mm -hmm. So 15%, 16%. If you can, if you get, and that would be nothing for you guys. But if the stock market could give you returns of more than 16% or wherever you invest your money, not necessarily mm -hmm. the stock market, but if you could get returns of more than 16% every year, it, it, prove to be more beneficial in that scenario mm -hmm. to rent. Mm -hmm. So you can decide for yourself if you're doing it for investment purposes, but if you, like me, you had to put your family somewhere to live, <laughs> you had <Yeah>. to buy a house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for a lot of people, there's not even a choice. It's, it's a part that we don't mm -hmm. talk about. They just have to live it, somewhere. They yeah. ha you have mm -hmm. to live somewhere. Mm -hmm. So what are the options? If you need to pay rent and you're paying in excess of what a mortgage is, that's really the two comparisons. Mm -hmm. If you're paying in excess of what you'd pay for in a mortgage, think about getting the home, own, buying the home. Mm -hmm. If you get over the hurdle of the down payment, and Randy and then I will tell you the best strategies to save up that down payment. Boy, <laughs> you have to invest in it, guys, because as I I did the same calculation always, the way I look at the, what the um the the numbers show in terms of just the, just the same deposit, twenty one million dollar house, mm -hmm. two point one million dollar deposit. So you double that, so you're looking at four point two million to yeah. get. If you can save fifty grand every month, it's going to take you eighty four months. AKA seven years. Seven years, mm -hmm. wow. Seven years. And that's without any interest you, increase. And yeah, that's no, that of course, this doesn't include any interest. Right. It doesn't include, so you can cut that down immediately by, imagine if you were DCA in, 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 a, in, a, in, 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 well, let's say you locked out last year and, or year before last and you're doing this every month, 50 grand in mm -hmm. NCB stocks instead of a savings account, mm -hmm. right? You cut the seven years into two years or no time. Last mm -hmm. year, by the end of 2019, you would, if you've been doing it three years before, you would have enough to make this deposit. Mm -hmm. yeah. Think about that, guys. That's yeah. really powerful stuff. So, yeah, so generally, I think it's obvious that you can DC, I would call DC as dollar cost averaging. Simple mm -hmm. version is you put the same amount of money into same. one company, mm -hmm. regardless of the share price every month. So, if you say, listen, I don't know much about the stocks thing, but I know the NCB will always be around and I save in for the next mm -hmm. five years of my host deposit. Mm -hmm. Instead of putting it in a savings account at NCB, you can actually put it in NCB stocks, NCB shares. You can go to CapMax mm -hmm. and get the account, and every month you put the $50,000 in NCB shares, regardless of the share price. So someone is like, yeah, but it costs $200 now, that's not too much. It don't matter to you. You keep doing it because mm -hmm. people did this at $6 and $5, and, and people did this at $10, and it's not that long ago. You mm -hmm. could have gotten it for $50 five years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could have gotten it. Yeah, you could have gotten it for $30. Less than 50. L less than, yes. It was at 14 mm -hmm. and 15. I know it's at $200 per share. Yep. So if you are just saving and you pick one big solid company to do it in every month, then you are mm -hmm. probably going to beat the time 
that's needed. And it doesn't have to be stocks if you don't know stocks. It can be fixed deposit. Yeah. It can be all sorts of things. Yeah, it's not going to give you as high as a return to fixed deposit. But, you know, if you, you invest somewhere yes. safe or somewhere that, well, somewhere like a fixed deposit or in the stock market that yeah. you feel comfortable with, you can mm-hmm. get to that 20%. Yeah, and I think Kalila had mentioned it when she was here too. So I was really happy when she said that, that you know, this is how you can get there. So yeah, man. DCA, thanks for inspiring yeah. the masses. <laughs> so, yeah, um, when you're when back to deciding to home. buy a house yes. now. Mm-hmm. All right. When you decide to buy a house, one of the first things, well, I mentioned a number of things already. One of the next things that you need to do is to get a pre-approval letter. Mm-hmm. The pre-approval letter is going to tell you what the bank will lend you mm-hmm. conditionally. So it's not anything written in stone that... Not going, they don't, they can't be held to it, but they'll tell you based on information you've provided, and that they'll ask for basic, you know, your salary information, proof of employment, um, some basic things about you, whether or not you have an NHT benefit, etc. Mm-hmm. Because you know, if you do have an NHT benefit, I forgot to mention this if you do have an NHT benefit, you don't have to go to NHT and apply for the loan and then go to the bank and apply for the loan. Okay. You can just go to the bank, and the bank has something. A relationship with NHT, the bank and the billing societies have a relationship with NHT called the Joint Financing Mortgage Program. Mm-hmm. With that program, you can just apply one place, they collect the money, and they send it over to NHT. Mm-hmm. Or they'll, they'll process the entire loan and send it to send what NHT needs to get to them. Mm-hmm. So you can access your NHT benefit by just going to one place. Okay, so you just look for who have the best. So pretty much, guys, I mean, you want the easy way to figure it out. If the house you want costs more than at this point, five and a half or six and a half million, then chances are you will have to go to a, a financial institution. Mm-hmm. Right. So you can go to one, have, to. have a conversation with them, sort it out, and they will mm-hmm. include NHD in your, in your application, right. in your so, pre-approval. Yeah, so your pre-approval letter will tell you what they'll lend to you, and then you can use that. And, and it's important to, when you're shopping around, that the sellers know that you're serious. A lot mm-hmm. of developers and sellers will say, okay, how much can you qualify for? And if you show them this letter, you kind of say, okay, well, this person is serious. I can, mm-hmm. you know, continue the process with them. All right, so when you actually decide to buy the home now, so the pro- well, you've decided, sorry, you're in the process of buying the home. So this is when you're now going to apply for the mortgage. You mm-hmm. sign all the legal documents, etc. The first thing you do in this step is to contact a lawyer because the lawyer will sign or will draft the sales agreement for you to sign, and you would pay the deposit to the person that's selling you the house through Mm -hmm. the lawyer. Some people try and get around this. They say they don't want to pay the lawyer fee, and it ends up hurting them in the end. Sometimes. 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 I won't say all the time, but I think it's better to be safe than sorry in this case. If you're spending, if you imagine if you say for that seven years Mm -hmm. (laughs) or five years, and you have your $5 million ready to wow. buy your house and you just give it to somebody as a deposit and you never hear from them again. Yeah. So lawyers use like an escrow thing and right. their legal protection. Right. Yeah. And if anything happens, you can mm. get back your money. For whatever reason the sale falls through, you can get back your money. So that's why it's encouraged to, to use a lawyer. Mm-hmm. I know people are saying, oh, but you have to use a lawyer. So legally, you don't have to use a lawyer. You don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to, but it yeah. is sure highly, highly <laughs> yeah. recommended. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. If you, I mean, if your brother is selling it to you, even then, I would say still get a lawyer. Especially like, if I mean, your brother is selling it. Shout <laughs> 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 right. out to my brother, oh. <laughs> who is not going to be selling me any property. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So if you're buying a house now, let's talk about the fees. So you're going to pay mm-hmm. some of the fees mm-hmm. directly to the lawyer. That's the down payment. And there are 
couple other fees that the government charges. But you're, so you're going to pay fees to the lawyer. Mm -hmm. You have to pay fees to the mortgage company. And you also have to pay fees to some third parties. The lawyer's fees include the down payment and the government fees like the stamp duty and transfer tax. And mm -hmm. that was a hot topic at the last budget debate in 2019 right. because it was reduced from 5% to 2%. To 2%. The transfer mm -hmm. tax and the stamp duty was reduced from 2% to a flat fee of 25 So it's $5,000, 2,5 for the buyer, 2,5 for the yeah. seller. So that's a big deal. And that helped, that opened up access to home ownership for a lot of people. I can mm -hmm. give you a, a clear example of how, why this makes a difference. When I was selling my mother's house, for example, say it was supposed to be sold for $20 million. When it came time to do the transfer, she found somebody to buy it. They were way into the process. It, it came time to do the transfer. The transfer went to be stamped at the stamp at the tax office and transferred. And when they looked at the documents, they said, no, but this house is in XYZ area. It shouldn't be worth, it shouldn't be selling for $20 million. It should be selling for more than that. Mm -hmm. So they needed to do an independent valuation of the house. So they asked the lawyer for another valuation. The valuation that was done because of the area that it was in, and I had an issue with the valuation company as well with this. The, the, the lawyer just sent through the valuation. It was for, for this, let's use $40 million for this example. So mm -hmm. the, stamp, the tax office said, okay, well, then the house is worth $40 million, not the 20 that it was being sold for. Mm -hmm. At that point in time, the sales agreement outlined that if that happens, because the sales agreement is that detailed, that it has that, it has that scenario because it has happened so many times. If that happens, if they're valuing it for higher than it's going to be sold, mm -hmm. then the buyer and the seller have to split the mm -hmm. difference oh. in the cost. <clears throat> so don't they uh, end up with a fee that they weren't expecting? They weren't expecting, and they oh. cancel the sale. Oh. They cancel the sale because of it. So it was, it's a first, when I heard that they were reducing it, I felt so much joy because I said, you could have saved me a lot of stress. Because when they canceled that sale, but they had to start from scratch, real estate mm. agent oh, all wow. over again wow. to sell the house to somebody else. Yeah, I've been in that it situation. was painful That's because of the stamp duty and transfer tax. So it had a real application for me when it was reduced. And I'm sure many other people went through a similar situation Definitely. where the, wow. it was, the fees were so high, you couldn't even afford to sell your house. Yep, yeah. <laughs> big, up, big, up, big up the cafe guy for that. Um, I want to ask a question that, related to that it, it has have they started to edit those contracts now to say like if you break it outside of these situations there's a penalty mm -hmm. there if the, the contract the only thing i know that's typically in there and i can go from my experience and a few other people as i know mm -hmm. the contract usually has clauses like if it takes too long for you to go through the closing process which is you know getting the mortgage documents and doing all the paperwork etc mm -hmm. then you are fined for that or they have the right to cancel the sale it usually has something like that included mm -hmm. um it, it kind of it tries to cover as much as it can but i think that's the only real thing like if you can't get the mortgage or for whatever reason or if it goes outside of the it's usually 45 to 60 days if it goes outside of that window then they have the right to cancel the sale and sell the property to somebody else so yeah, if you're you make sure that you have a lawyer that's different from the seller's lawyer so that you guys can, you, you and your lawyer can sit down and really understand what's going on in this transaction and your lawyer should sit down with you and explain the clauses and what can happen if you don't meet the agreement, the sales agreement. And you also pay them to make the sales agreement. You pay them, in general, 0.2% of the price of the host. So everything is a percentage of the price of the host except for the stamp duty. And all of these fees, the legal fees, transfer tax, the sales agreement, the fee to register the house, and the 
um, as a seller, you would pay some real estate agent fees. As a mm-hmm. buyer, you don't pay any real estate agent fees, only as a seller. Mm-hmm. So as a buyer, you don't have to pay anybody to find a house for you. Does it help? No, as in you can get a real estate agent, but you don't pay them. The seller is the one that pays them. Pays the fees. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. that. I wondered about that. A lot of people don't know that. There's a specific piece of land I wanted to get, and I wondered if that would have helped me get it. Mm. Because it went dead in a space where, I'll tell you off here, and we'll edit (laughs) this out. But, yes, that's good. So you mentioned the fees, and just for clarity, attorney fees, because I'm looking at the, the calculator. Yeah. 3%. Yes. In general, but of course, that's negotiable. It, it, it is nego- negotiable. So, yeah, if you and your lawyer are bros and you guys can negotiate that fee down, then mm-hmm. um, that's a possibility. But there are lawyer fees that you pay to your lawyer, but there are also legal fees that you pay to the mortgage company. Mm-hmm. So that's something that's a little bit confusing at times. It's, I see legal fees over there. I see legal fees over here. Okay. So, yeah, the mortgage company also has to go through a legal process and they use lawyers to... Mm-hmm be able to to close a transaction as well so you have to pay for their lawyers as well and you pay to reg- so you pay to register mm-hmm. the sale of the house and you pay to register the mortgage so there are two mm. registration fees as well and there are two stamp duties as well mm. so you're paying to stamp the the title and you're also paying to stamp the mortgage on Ooh. the title wow so guys so. to simplify again <laughs> you can just download the calculator <laughs> which does break it all down for you do, yeah because I, I know it's not your fault it can be a complicated no, process is, so this is, is great so i'm trying to, yeah. to, to simplify it just so you have an idea of what and they expect i'm looking at the calculator it's good it's simple it's just you literally put in the amount that you, you the house cost and you see a big percentage and everything and else is spit bottom. out yeah, yeah. tell so. you how much fees you are i'm looking at one now 10 million dollars if the house costs 10 million total deposit plus fees 1.4 mil yeah so yeah so not even the 20 percent. so it's it's i the 20 is a cushion so you might have some little additional things after that i, I can't contemplate in the calculator so yeah mm-hmm. 1.4 14 percent that's not bad that's, a, that's something to anybody planning them you know if you can buy a 10 million dollar house find 1.4 yeah yeah easily all right so not so easily. So, yeah, there are, the mortgage will require a couple of things. The mortgage company will require a couple of things for you to be able to go through with the process. Other than the usual ID, proof of income, they have to be able to, to calculate that you can repay the loan. They'll ask for some list, a list of your expenses and your debts and a confirmation letter from NHT that you actually have been contributing and can access your NHT benefits. Mm-hmm. They, they'll ask for a copy of the sales agreement that you and your lawyer signed. They'll ask for two things. So I mentioned third-party fees. There are two things that you have to get done before the mortgage company will generally give you a mortgage, which is you have to value the property and you have to do a surveyor's report. Mm-hmm. Valuing the property, of course, you're trying to figure out if, the property is really worth what you're buying it for. Mm-hmm. So I could tell you that the property is worth $30 million, but when they value it, they're like, no, this is worth $5 million. So the mortgage company wants to make sure that what you're, you're getting for what you pay, you're getting what you pay for. Mm-hmm. Mm. Then the surveyor's report is something that tells you if the boundaries of your property are correct or if there are any breaches on the, the boundaries of your property. Again, I've had practical experience with this when the surveyor's report came back from my mother's property, it said that the fence was too far out. So the f- they built the fence where the, f- the fence should have been like a, a meter backward, back mm. from where it was. And because of that, we had to get the property rebound. Instead of moving the fence, we took the option to rebound the property. And so our survey had to come and then you have to file it to the land agency. It's a process. So wow. something as simple as the fence being a, a little bit over. 
the edge can completely derail your mortgage process. That's when the police pull you up on the highway on the way to the mortgage. So wow. <laughs> your boundary isn't correct. Or, you, or wow. your neighbor is encroaching on your side or there are other things that can happen if your boundary is not properly surveyed. So they and need a report. you for years. You know, yes. <laughs> you, so we were living in that house for 20 odd years or 20 to, 20 to 30 years and wow. never knew that the fence was too far out. So Th That happened to me. Yeah. It wasn't near my lines, was it? No. Okay. The neighbor was on the other way. Like we, they, they were on our land for years. Yeah. And the guy used to give me a hard time for being on his land. Mm. Oh, God. Mm-mm. I hope he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so, and then they'll ask you to fill out some insurance forms. And somebody emailed me about this just the other day. Why do I need to get insurance for a mortgage? Um, generally, it's because the mortgage company wants to make sure if something happens to you, your mortgage can be repaid and your family is okay after your mortgage is repaid. Mm -hmm. Or if uh, you have to get insurance for your life, and also for the property itself. There's an earthquake, hurricane, etc. The replacement value, the house should be able to be replaced reasonably. So you have to get insurance on the replacement value of the house. And then, of course, they'll pull a credit report on you as well. Wow. Yeah. It's so, quite a process. Yeah, it's quite a process. I have a little map in front of me here <laughs> that shows you from the beginning when you're doing your research until you're ready to get the keys to your new home. So yeah, I did another very scientific Twitter poll that asked general users how long after they submitted the documents was the mortgage paid. And most persons said over four months. So after you submit all of those documents I just named, on average, four months. That's what most people said. Wow. There are some people that can get through it quickly, but you know, mm -hmm. there is more than likely there's there's gonna be well, not that something will be wrong with one of your documents, but there is going to be some additional checks or additional information that they may require. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> yeah, it's a long road. When you actually own a home, if you're buying into a apartment complex or a townhouse complex, there is something called a strata. The Commission of Strata Corporations is who oversees all stratas. So even... Commercial complexes like plazas, they're a strata. Mm -hmm. So anywhere where there's a collective group of people that are living or owning property in one space and have a shared common area, mm -hmm. they're called a strata. Right? So as an owner of an apartment or a townhouse, and that's one thing I want to tell anybody who's in the process of thinking of buying one or the other, mm -hmm. you are obligated to pay maintenance <laughs> fees. So when I say obligated... I mean obligated. They can sell your house if you don't pay. Jamaican. Yes. Has a law has been changed relatively recently. Yeah. Right. Them to do that. They can sell your property. And I've actually had to go, go through this because I am on the board of my strata. Wow. So mm. I the know right it person. firsthand. And this is why people are physically still living in there. Y yeah, yeah. But they're, they're not paying their, their fees. They're not paying okay. their maintenance fees wow. for whatever reason that, you know, they don't feel like they need to pay. They don't they don't use the pool or they don't use mm. the elevator. So I'm just, just, just writing examples. I think for a lot of people. They don't use the, they I, don't, they don't see the gardener, so mm -hmm. they're not paying him. They're not paying. You think so? <laughs> you know what? I think it is for a lot of people. And this is me personally just guessing. I think it's yeah. the apartment costs 25. I scraped together, don't have any and I got the 25. And yeah. I paid no attention to the fact that the 
different strata fees of mm-hmm. Precisely, 50 or 60. And it's told to you before you get in. And mm-hmm. you just decide, listen, I buy my house and then figure it it's out. My house. Yeah. It's actually yeah. even in the, sa- the sales agreements and some documentation that outlines that uh, this is our requirement. And my lawyer, when I was buying my house, he sat down and he said, do you know what strata living is? And he gave me, a, a, he, I had the opportunity to ask all the questions about strata living. I had no clue what it was. I was like, yeah, 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 sure. I know what strata is. And, you know, you pay some fee, whatever. But I didn't, you don't really understand until you're there and you're in there. And they named me as the, uh, the treasurer for the board. Mm-hmm. So I collect all the maintenance and I, I made all the payments. I recently rel- relinquished that rule because it was just too much for me. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of work. And imagine. especially if people don't want to pay or they feel like they don't need to pay, it really affects everybody else. So mm-hmm. just bear that in mind. If you're buying into Astrata, you're mandated to pay. Ask them ahead of time if you can. If it's a, if it's an old property, you can ask them what the current maintenance is. It's easy to figure out. And you put it in your calculations. For me, I bought pre-construction. So it was a new property. We had no idea what the maintenance was going to be. We got, they, had, they gave us an estimate, but when reality hit and everybody wanted 24-hour security or mm. wanted XYZ, the guard had to come six days a week, things started to add up. Yeah. So How does that get settled, by the way? Meetings yeah. and everybody yes. votes? Many, many, Whoa. many meetings that I... Yeah, many Whoa. meetings. Whoa. <laughs> and we, we go back and forth over it. And we, I did, you know, I'm an Excel guru. So I have my Excel, sh- awesome. Excel spreadsheets and I show them, you know, this is what it would cost if we have XYZ. I give them like 20 options. You, you guys pick one. Which one you want? You want two gardeners? You want wow. one gardener? You want, you know... 24-hour security, you want armed security, you know, you have different options wow. and we picked it. So when everybody decide on it, of course, not everybody's happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could go on for that, go on with that forever. Oh, wow. it's but a, it's a I, I figure it's, it's painful, but I think a lot of people know it and they don't get ever to hear about it. It's obviously not going to anything personal, but yeah. like, what's, uh, and of course, you guess in average strategy, nice enough place, not armed guard 24 <laughs> hours, but there's a man at the gate always. Uh, or a woman. Sorry. Okay, so how how your fee is calculated? It's call, it's something called unit entitlement. Mm-hmm. So if I have uh, and unit entitlement is something that's literally on the title of your your property. So it's like it would say five out of ninety six. So everybody's property is collectively is ninety six shares. Let's call it shares. Ninety six shares, and mm-hmm. I have five shares out of the ninety six. So for the total proportion of uh, expenses for the month, mm-hmm. five five divided by ninety six times that total is what I have to pay. Okay. So it's something that's on your title. So if you see, look, for, look on your title if you have an apartment or a townhouse and look for your unit entitlement and then what, how it should be calculated. And I work closely with the strata persons who, from, who are close with the strata commission on this to the property management company that recently took over my complex because I told them I was done with it. Mm-hmm. So they, they said that you know, they've seen cases where people weren't calculating the maintenance. They were just dividing it by the number of apartments and that's not how it should be calculated. You have to do your unit entitlement because there are three bedrooms, there are two bedrooms, there are lofts, there are all sorts of different you know, square footages in everybody's apartment. So it's, it's not an equal proportion. Every, everybody mm-hmm. pays what their unit entitlement is. So it can be from, I know like there, I, th- I don't want to say the name of the, co- the, the, the unit, but there's something like Portmore and those areas that are paying $4,000 a month and Old Harbor, no, my neighbor, my friend down there is paying like $10,000 a month. But in Kingston and St. Andrew, you're looking at $20,000, $30,000, $40,000 a month. Yeah, I know people paying 100 grand. 
Yes, but, but of if course, it's they're, they're, it's pretty premium. If yeah, it's, it's premium, premium, right. Yeah, it can yeah. go all the way up there. Mm-hmm. So for an, you know, an older existing complex, you can pay 20 to 40 easily. And uh, that would be like people with an elevator. Mm-hmm. It's so mm-hmm. funny. I have a picture up here. It's on the Commissioner Strasser Corporation's website. I actually used to live here. And there was an elevator and pool and everything. And it was, I think, about $37,000, $40,000 a month. Mm. So, yeah. Um, it can get very expensive so if you're paying if your mortgage is 140 you have another forty thousand dollar expense mm-hmm. you have another twenty thousand you're paying in insurance and then you know the miscellaneous things that can pop up mm-hmm. like you know your tiles can start to lift wow. or you know your plumbing can go it can happen so yeah that is a good segue into the cost of home ownership so the cost of home yeah. ownership is after you've, you've spent <laughs> after, you, after you've graduated from Croft. <laughs> <laughs> so you you have your mortgage payment, of course. You have to think about your strata fees. Mm-hmm. There are the repair costs that I just mentioned. Then of course you have to sleep somewhere and you have furniture and stuff. So you have to think about putting in all of those things yourself. Maybe you have something from where you were living before. If you're mm-hmm. starting from scratch, then you know, might have to sleep on the floor for a while, you know. No lattes for a long time. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 We've been trying not to touch that since, but, but it's a serious thing. Yeah, because house broke is a real thing. It's yeah, a real yeah, thing. Yeah. You don't want to be too house broke. So, I mean, it's a sacrifice that you're making. I know people that, you know, them struggle and them find the money and them going through the process and they say, yes, I'm going to own my home. I don't have a problem eating sardine for the next three months or the next year. I have no problem with that. So it's something that you have to decide, you know, am I willing to make that sacrifice for the, the long haul? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if you, if you live, if you don't live in a gated community, you could you possibly have to think about the cost of security. As I mentioned before, the life and peril insurance, then property tax. So mm-hmm. property tax, sometimes it's rolled up in the strata fees if you're in a strata other times you you just go pay it yourself at and you can pay it online which i love absolutely love big up taj for that mm-hmm. you can pay your property tax easily online you can just go in put in whatever your valuation number is and figure out what your property tax is and pay it easily mm-hmm. and um you, of course your utility bills as well so you're responsible for all of that so if you had any of those being paid for you when you were renting mm-hmm. make sure you think about all of these things when you decide to buy mm-hmm. All right. So, and in I mentioned this before. I'll just touch on it quickly again. That when you are repaying your loan, make sure that you can pay off as much of the principal as you can over time, because it helps to reduce the interest that you pay. So and that's what I touched on before. Yeah. yeah. To say, pretty much is you're paying this lump sum. So any big payments you can make to that cuts down the overall. Cuts payment. down yeah. over, and and I have. Well, as mortgage interest rates have fallen since I first got my home, mm-hmm. I've opted to not reduce my monthly payment. They asked me to reduce the monthly payment to reflect the reduction in interest. And I said, I'd rather pay the same thing I was paying before. Mm-hmm. And they then shortened my loan. So the interest rate moved from nine to eight and a half. Mm-hmm. And my loan moved from 40, from closing in 2045 to 2037. So it took off. Eight years off of the loan. Shaved off. Wow. That's yeah. really nice. Just for wow. keeping the same payment that I was paying before the interest rate fell. Mm. Wow. So, smart yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a smart move. That's, yeah. that's it, move. the, the time value of money. Right. Time value of money. Mm-hmm. All right. So, there's another calculator on my site. It's called loan repayment schedule or amortization schedule. And mm. what that will basically tell you, like any loan, how much you're paying in 
interest, how much you're paying on in principal, and how the balance is being reduced over time. So mm-hmm. as the Excel nerd that I am, I'll take up my spreadsheet every now and then, and I'll look at my mortgage statements. I said, this is what my loan balance is supposed to be. This is what my mortgage statement is. And I compare the two and make sure that you know everything is on the up and up in terms of what my loan balance should be. So Have you ever seen a difference? There are, there's one or, th- one or two times where... I did uh, the same. Well, because I make a payment extra every month, they accumulate it over time and then they apply it at one point Mm -hmm. in time. So that was the only thing that I saw that, you know, my calculator would have it coming out monthly, but they had it lump sum and then so that and that affects the interest that's Mm -hmm. calculated. So that's the only thing. But uh, yeah, um, you can download the amortization schedule and put in the loan amount on the Mm -hmm. day that you start your loan. Mm -hmm. And then you can see how much you're going to pay in principal and interest over time. It's Mm -hmm. a bit scary to see that number. Sometimes. (laughs) The interest. The interest especially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if that's why if you pay it off quicker, that interest number goes down. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, you'd be in a better position. So, and this is a reducing balance loan. We can talk about other loan types, but most mortgages, if not all, should mm-hmm. be reducing balance mortgages, which means over time, as you pay more, your balance is going down. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Well, I like though also, I mean, while you say it's all of that, I should tell people it's not just, it's, it's any loan. It works for any loan. Any loan. Yeah, car any loan, loan, house loan, any loan. Literally, if you have a loan, you want to go to work. Yeah. She has a great loan. calculator that works locally and mm-hmm. it works in Excel. Anywhere yeah. in the world. Yeah. Um, there are other loan types. There's, this is for a reducing balance loan. There are some lenders, micro lenders primarily, that have other methods of calculating interest, like add-on. So those methods would be different. So you'd have to, yeah. if you're using this for a typical mortgage or car loan, etc., it should be a reducing balance loan, yeah. so it should work. Well, what I will tell people is that if anybody's giving you a loan in 2019 or 2020 and it's add-on, do not take it. Yeah, you should not be taking it. Yeah, you should not. I, I will tell you that personally. And I am vexed because I used to pay students' loan back when it was add-on. Mm-hmm. I, well, I was supposed it. to pay. <laughs> yeah, they changed it to reducing balance because eventually, is, yeah, yeah. I paid it off before that though, so I mean, my entire oh, loan man. did with add-on. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Well, it's alright, you know. <laughs> contributed to national development. Of course, and mm. helped other students get their education. Yeah, and I, I won't. I let it unpaid for a long time. Oh my! I probably shouldn't say. That. I'll say it is <laughs> the truth. Yeah. I don't care. I don't like SLB. I use, I didn't like what SLB was. I like what they're becoming now. So big up <laughs> SLB now. Okay. But I still vex over my years of it. Aww. I'm sorry. I know I some bitter guys. <laughs> I should have left it in the last year, but I didn't. Anyway. All right. Yeah, 2020. So NHT, <laughs> I didn't mention your mm-hmm. NHT refund. Yes, that's a big thing. I was waiting for you to get there because that's the one I wanted to talk about. Because yeah. everybody listening to this right now, as long as you've been investing for, not investing, you know what I'm saying investing? Oh, yeah. it is an investment. Yes. As long as you've been, been paying NHTs paying for the for last... seven years. Isn't it eight now? Then they move when it they're probably, I'd have to double check. But as, as far as I remember, it's every seven years. Mm-hmm. So if you started paying, well, whichever, whichever one it is, seven or eight years ago, mm-hmm. then... You, if that means if you started working and they started to take NHT deductions out of your mm-hmm. salary. So check your pay slip for seven or eight years ago mm-hmm. and see if you were making contributions to NHT. Yeah, and what is the the confusion I get just to cut either is yeah. the eighth in the eighth year. Right. So the eighth year after the contribution was made. Right. So if you made it in and the example I'm reading actually from NHT's website here. So they say if you have contributed to the NHT in twenty eleven you can know and know would have been 2019. So now you're hearing this in 2020. Mm-hmm. So if you've paid NHT up to 2012, then you can apply for a refund now. So you can check back if you have the old numbers or you don't know. Well, they have it on site. And I have 
Well, there'll be a, a, a link in the show notes. I'm sure if you see this or a tweet, I'll have a link there too. But it's about the NHD refund. So. Right. So it's very easy to apply for. I've mm-hmm. done it many times. You can just go on the site and put in your NH, put in your NIS number, your TRN number, mm-hmm. basic information, and they ask you where you want, where do you want them to send your money? Pretty much. To, which bank do you want them to send your money to? Mm-hmm. And you just get a refund of the contributions that you made that year. So if your NHT benefit is available and can be sent to your bank, or I think they even have some money transfer options All there. sorts of things. Even if you're overseas, yeah. you can get it. Yes. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I know, I've know i known persons overseas that have applied for their benefit, and it went to their bank account. Send it to your brokerage account, your bank wherever. account, anything. Yeah. yeah. So use it wisely, mm-hmm. and we can... Put it towards your your payment for your house. NHT also has something interesting. I forgot to mention this as well, that you can actually help to finance some of the costs. They have a, a benefit. I don't remember how exactly you apply. I mean, I can look at this afterwards. But you can finance some of the fees. They have a special either grant mm-hmm. or a low interest way to finance some of your housing fees. I'm going to look into it a little bit more, but they do have that as well. So that's something that you can consider if you're going directly to NHT to apply for the mm-hmm. loan. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, NHT has some great benefits. You should definitely check them out if you're thinking about buying a home and you do have access to their benefits. Okay, right. well, I like that. And it, it is pretty simple. I'm looking at it myself it's here. So Literally, easy. like you say, your Just name, your address, your stuff. Yeah. And they send you, it's, it's probably, probably one of the best, better run government processes, mm-hmm. actually, because yep. you can do it all from your phone. They send you a text mm-hmm. when you get the yeah. refund. Matter of fact, it's the first set of people that see sometimes send you the money first and then send you a text after. Afterwards, yeah, I because see, the yeah. money get there so quickly. It is yeah, yeah, yeah. rapid. So. so if you're listening to this right now, you can apply immediately. The link is in the show notes. You, you can go and you apply. Can, you actually have to wait, I think, till the first of the... They op- well, they open it at midnight January on January 1. January 1 <laughs> right? And everybody's hearing this. Yes. January 1, because yes. this drops January 1. Happy New Year again, guys. Happy New Year. We made it. Happy New Year, Yes. <laughs> Happy New Year. Cheers. So, yeah, um, that's basically it's about the journey towards owning a home. You know, do your research, use your calculators, figure out how much it's going to cost. Mm-hmm. The financial consideration is one. There are other emotional considerations and lifestyle considerations. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. do you want the stability of a home? Do you want the responsibility of buying a home? Because it's a, a, a large chunk of money that's coming out of your salary. Are you going to be able to maintain that over time? And the bank generally won't lend to you if they if they think that uh, you know you have shown evidence that you know your credit is bad or you're not very good at repaying your loan on time because it's a contractual agreement not only to repay but to repay when you say you're going to repay so you're repaying at the end of the month not you know you're making a lump sum payment once a year mm-hmm. you might think that it's cool but that's affecting your credit report and it's also affecting your contractual arrangement with the bank so mm-hmm. it doesn't affect it doesn't um, augur in your favor to pay when you feel like. So do you have the commitment to be able to pay it monthly? Do you have this, the responsibility of owning a home and taking care of everything yourself? Yes, versus which can a be a real thing. Yeah, you'd have a landlord to call, call the pipe broke. You are the landlord. <laughs> you right? are the landlord. Yeah, so yeah, off. you call that plumber mm-hmm. and get to work or get to work yourself. <laughs> One or the other. All right. So I, I don't know if I can pop it and make it a little bit more real life for the people now because I want to tie the two things in and you have skillfully avoided talking about stocks the entire time no which way. we don't mind we actually don't mind <laughs> it's a nice little break and it's great information but then you know I'm going to have to kind of pinch you on it a little bit because you've listened and you know 
You're not, not avoiding it at all. Not at all. Oh God. Not uh, at all. I work for a company that is not publicly traded. So ah. I'm I know you guys are totally that's your life. But mm-hmm. you know, I'm kinda on the periphery of things. I learn it from my own, mm-hmm. you know, little research and I come across things related to, you know, invest in sort going deep into companies mm-hmm. not as frequently as you would, I put it that way. So I mean uh, yeah, I have some basic feelings about stocks but i'm definitely not the gurus that you guys are no that's the beauty <laughs> of it that's why we don't want we don't we don't need the, the gurus i mean i know danai danai is a guru but <laughs> i do know however is that you do have people who are just like you that's what mm. i like because they're people who, and for whom they have different goals yeah so a lot of times people have the expectation i guess it's natural mm-hmm. danai and i like we're deep into it we're on mm-hmm. the market you'd be very 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 surprised how very real that's why we always try to li- well you've listened so you know we link things back to real life you don't need to be a any grand expert it's very 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 simple what yeah. i want to tag you to is this because i've always tried to speak about in real in real terms you get a lump sum what do you do with it mm-hmm. and one of the, the lump sums that you get if you're working obviously long enough start of the year during the first month of january or the, the first of the three months of january you can get your nhd refund so if you yep. apply very yeah. early in the year you can get it sometimes in at the end of the first week so in the second week mm-hmm. you can get it or the third week so imagine mm-hmm. someone gets that and obviously you're definitely not a financial advisor. What they're thinking, I'm going to throw this towards my house deposit fund. Yeah. Which company would you like them to throw it to? In your, which would one would you? Put yourself in those shoes, just starting out. All right. I'm going to spin it a little bit. I'm going to put it in my shoes, sort of, but I'm going to spin it. Because I'm here talking about mortgages, mm-hmm. I'm going to spin it and say, let's invest in a company that does some sort of real estate investing. Okay. All right. Okay. I like that. So my picks then, there are a few of them out there, and I know some of them were mentioned the last time, but I'll tell you about them again. Mm-hmm. Um, there's 138 Student Living. They mm-hmm. have a real estate investment arm to them. Yeah. They They're are almost all real estate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But focus to like, well, like college and short-term yes. rentals. Yeah. So you can think about them like that. Um, Pulse. Pulse, heavily real estate, Pulse. more commercial and hotel yeah. driven, um, touching residential now. Panjam, mm-hmm. they are real estate Definitely. as well. OG, commercial real estate. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're we thinking right. about investing in a stock that's related to mortgages or real estate, mm-hmm. those are my three. That strong picks, actually. I like those picks, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. So she didn't reach out, you know. I want to say this. Did you reach out and just choose Cape Reed? Cape, over there? Right. So I, I've ah. actually been looking at, at them and mm-hmm. I decided to go with those three. Yeah. I think you chose the better ones. <laughs> <laughs> you, chose, you chose those ones. Um, yeah. Wow. Jamaica producers technically is also oh, a yes. real estate yes. one. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you could tell me more about them. Yeah. You guys yeah, are yeah. Tell me more about <laughs> the real estate ones so I can no, try just, them. It's always a cheat code whenever you want some Cape, Cape Reed. Um, not KW. Not KW. You, you want to buy KW yes. without, because I, you know, I think I've, I'm sure you know, I think of K Preet and KW very similarly, okay. even though I shouldn't, but that's a personal thing. Um, mm-hmm. So you want to, some of that exposure without going directly, so you go through the, the, big, the big boys. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and I mean, Stanley Motor. Stanley Motor, yeah. Ah. I, I like them, but I don't, know, I don't know if they're expanding heavily. Yeah. Mm. It seems like the 58 uh, Alphardry, I think they kind of feel like they're stuck there. Yeah, although ah. there's a lot, there's a lot of long-term things to go there. So we pressure you on that. I don't know if you want to do I don't know if there's anything else you want to tag on. I like to talk it, about it from Danai's perspective because Danai is yeah. younger and he'd be like the, the mid twenties, 
looking for something like so how would make it very real for him especially okay. people people like that I his age stage this is, this is adulting 101 episode yeah oh god yeah <laughs> everybody 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 in my generation i hate using that one we yeah. have my generation is talking about adulting 101 we don't know where to look for a mortgage you don't know the first step to going oh, forward into man. it so i think mm-hmm. this really talks to a lot of people okay mm-hmm. well you have I'm a very glad. good audience oh mm-hmm. that's good good and to hear i numbers. hope even one person is inspired more than one, one and the calculator mm-hmm. remember long before anybody buy i'm assuming but long before anybody buys a home they calculated 10,000 times already <laughs> and what them can get and what them kind of can yeah. get and how it goes. So for some people, it's a real dream and I can mm-hmm. understand it. Yes. The comfort. I want to own my own home. Yeah, just... Yeah, that, that, that deposit. Boy. Yeah, I made these calculators way before I even thought about buying a house. I had them and, you know, put them in there and like, looked at my dream and said, okay, where do I need to be? And it really does help. I mean, not saying that you must shack up with anybody to buy a house, but mm-hmm. it really does help having somebody else with an NHC benefit and it can, you can, you know, see the scale, the economy. Giant pints. What's like that? Giant pints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, wow. I mean, that was one of the things that helped me to realize my dream of home ownership because, you know, I had access to a mortgage benefit and, mm-hmm. and NHC benefits and I, I never thought it was possible. Never it's still Same, pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and I, I, I bought my first house before I was thirty. Yeah. So I mean, the deposit convinced Randy that <laughs> he's never getting one. At this point, he's talking about getting one. So yeah. Yeah. did it work? Did my my goal work of con- of switching your? I am definitely mind? considering the best mortgage. You know, I can tell you that. Great. I can tell you that. I don't want to overshadow what you just said because <laughs> a big talk to just make quietly. You know, <laughs> say it again. You make you own your first home. Yeah, before I was thirty. I was 29. Flex. But yeah. <laughs> Flex. No, and I, I felt like I was late to the game because there are people, you know, in my office that were buying their houses at 25 easily or mm. the lower mm. 20s easily. And, they, mm. that, and that was when rates were higher. So they so were my inspiration. And, and the key was buying outside of Kingston, of course. But yeah. they yeah. were my inspiration. Like, okay, you have the benefit. So use it up. Use it. it. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I really, yeah. really like that. And if you don't have the benefit, I mean, you can, to quote, Again, a lot boss. I think he said one of the things that I would say yeah. that he pointed out that what overshadows. He said that when he bought his very first house, it was very, very hard. And he said every single every single time since then that he's bought a house, it's never been easy. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's just one of those life choices that you make, yeah. and it's understood that when you're making it, it's going to be a bit it's painful. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things that is, it forces you to think long term. It forces you to think. In ten years, you look back and you go, "I'm glad I did it." Mm-hmm. But it was rough when I was doing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And even people who trade up. So they in this and they sell and they move mm-hmm. to something bigger. It's still hard, that trade-off. It is hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 F- five years into buying my house. It's five years now. Yeah, about four or five years. And it's just now kind of, okay, the, ro- the rocky part is just kind of dying down. Mm-hmm. Just because it was rough in those first couple of years. Oh, wow. Oh, that's going to happen. When, then I, when you buy your house, how, how it's going to go? Because <laughs> I think most of the prices skate like this in the last 10 years, going back to the same ad. You know, 20 odd million dollar house in Norbrook now, mm-hmm. easily <laughs> eight, 60, 70 60. mil for the same space. Yeah, so you asked me, I mean, I don't know if, if you have a lot of time left that. You asked me if we, if I thought we were in a bubble. Oh, mm. yes. yes. So that's, that's, what, the, yeah, so off here, that's another question. Because that's the question people always want to know. What do you yeah. think about the whole heap of house that go up? And my, my answer and to MMT. that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> in Kingston, that's the reality. House prices are going up because the, the demand is increasing and the mm-hmm. supply is not increasing as fast. Houses, specifically. Mm-hmm. There's an article that came out in July that said the, dem- the apartment, there are like thousands of vacant apartments out there. Not sure 
um, how strong those how strong it is for those numbers because were, yeah. if you if you heard, if you then look at proven the other day mm-hmm. they had their apartment going on sale and by the time you could say where's my latte it was finished Mm. so i mean (laughs) there are (laughs) there are contradicting things out there that will intimate that there are apartments that are available for sale easily and the reality in me looking for a house, I don't want an apartment. I'm looking for a house and it's not possible to find a house in any of the areas that I'm looking in. That's near to my, op- my criteria is very minimum near to my office. Mm. <laughs> like, I'm just looking for somewhere that's near to my office and in a safe community. That's, that's as best as I can go for criteria. And it's, it's kind of hard in my price range, of course. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. another thing, the price near to my office and um, safe community. So so bubble. Yeah, I don't think there is a bubble, but I think prices in Kingston are, are getting high. So there, maybe Kingston is in the bubble. The bubble is maybe. Kingston. No, no, it's like, but eh. but let me, all right, let me go back to and the, the economic theory of a bubble. Mm-hmm. What the economists say define a bubble is there is no good reason to justify the price increase. Is there no good reason? I don't know, but the reason that I propose is that the demand is so high mm-hmm. that you can command whatever you want for a apartment or a house and you can get it mm-hmm. because of things like airbnb mm-hmm. and, and investment and people are people are looking for investments whether or not it be in stocks or real estate mm-hmm. and a lot of the people feel that real estate is safer like a, you know a pension fund can't necessarily invest all of their money in stocks they have mm-hmm. to go to safer right put a certain to. amount in, in, in right safer so they are looking yeah. into real estate mm-hmm. so i know that some of them battle over some of these high proper high price properties because they need to get the returns for their pensioners so is there a justification for the price increase i think so that the demand is just so high outside of kingston prices are Very i won't say they're good mm-hmm. but they're they're more reasonable mm-hmm. than in kingston so if there is a bubble in Kingston, it would also be defined by people not being able to afford mortgages that they get already. So they already mm-hmm. have the mortgage and they can't afford it anymore. And then the defaults begin to increase. That's there what economic go. theory says in terms of mm-hmm. defining a bubble. We, I haven't seen that and I haven't mm-hmm. seen any evidence of defaults increasing at high levels. To give you an example, in America now, in the, 2000, in the heights of the crisis in 2010, where they had their last housing bubble, which you know, as you, mm-hmm. as you know is caused by the, the mortgage crisis there, default rates were one in every 20 homes. Right. Now, t- today, or tw- last year, 2018, 2019, default rates were one in every 265 homes. So default rates have gone down, down there, even though, some, even though the in their housing index, the same index I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. shows that houses are now at the same level as they were right before the crisis mm-hmm. in 2008. Mm. The index is at the exact same place right before it came back down. So they think that America might be in a bubble. A lot of the, the economists that have been following, they, they think that America's housing might be in a bubble because of that. And another thing that defines a bubble is if the banks stop lending, which they definitely have not, mm-hmm. and if the banks start to lend with questionable credit practices. Yes. The basis for it. The repaying person has to be able to. Right. There we go, yeah. So, like, the housing crisis in 2008, as you know, was sparked by, I'm buying a a house. Mm -hmm. I'm a waitress. I'm going to Bank of Randy to buy my house. Bank Mm -hmm. of Randy says, sure, I'll give you a mortgage. I don't care if you're a waitress. I'm I'm borrowing a million dollars even though I'm making minimum wage. A million dollars US. Yeah. Even though I'm making minimum wage. What I'll do is I'll give you a little introductory rate. I'll give you a little 
three percent mm -hmm. but by next year it's going to double it's going to be six percent and then yeah. after that because the interest rate is variable it's going to go up to about ten percent mm -hmm. so by next year i can't afford my payment mm -hmm. it doesn't even take long one year yeah. and they did that to many people mm -hmm. so bank of randy then yeah. bank of danai came and yeah. bought bought because so you did you could do that to me because you're not taking on any risk because you're mm -hmm. going to resell my mortgage to bank yeah. of danai or Within investment that bank one danai. year period so i repackage it you repackage mm -hmm. it but i don't call it that i repackage all of them together right i put under something <laughs> i call it a bond right yeah i mortgage get the average credit security. rating yeah mm -hmm. i realize if i put like maybe say ten thousand people in one bundle mm -hmm. if i put 50 high credit credit people in there it raises the average credit rating up to mm -hmm. a certain amount and i can sell it as a derivative of that, which is where the derivative comes from, and I sell that to you at market rate. Right. Because mm -hmm. I already know that the thing that's inside it is only going to be market rate for 12 months and the time is ticking. As long as I don't hold it when you have for it. For 12 months. You're so good, you're, good. you've gotten yeah. rid of your risk. You now have some risk, you have, and, but I have the, the most because yeah. I bought this house that I can't afford. So I'm going to default. And everybody mm -hmm. else in my portfolio is going to default mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Everybody else that you sold it to. Yeah, 90%. So that, that, that happened because the banks themselves were not taking on the risk and they were writing these mm -hmm. risky mortgages. Mm -hmm. In Jamaica, I can tell you that's not happening. There yeah. is no bank writing any risk that they don't, they don't know that they are going to accept that yeah. risk. We're quite I mean, risk averse. <laughs> we are risk so risk, risk averse. So even the financial crisis of 2008, it impacted us, yes, but not in the way that yeah, imp impacted yep. in the States because yeah. we don't have collateralized debt obligations mm -hmm. and mortgage-backed securities, mm -hmm. which is what all these investment banks were doing with mortgages. So... Risky lending practices, I would say categorically no, because it's tough to get a mortgage. You saw the, yes. you saw the data on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so that's I'd, your answer to are you worried about a crash? Right, no. Uh -uh. I, if it, if yeah. those are the, the reasons that determine a crash, I'm not worried about mm -hmm. many of those. Mm -hmm. Kingston, the prices are higher, yes. I can think of a reason why. Mm -hmm. And understanding also the crash was on one level no. because the system is designed for people to be able to not pay their mortgages. The yes. land is still there, so you mm -hmm. still hold it. A large part of what impacted in America was the fact that Valid. also those things were insured at that value. Right. Mm -hmm. When it failed and you can't pay it, you've called on your insurance and insurance mm -hmm. suddenly had a sector that is calling on them mm -hmm. and they literally Could cannot pay all of them. And them. that insurance company is tied into all these indices. Mm -hmm. right. And when that index now has this insurance company that has to go mm -hmm. default, the index is going to crash. Mm -hmm. And we have our pensions in, in products that, that are in that index. that index. And that's how a crash happens. In Jamaica, we have poverty as a protection. We just literally didn't have those tools yet. We don't have it. <laughs> and then other people crashed and we learned from them. So we build protections Protection. around it mm -hmm. and do you think I, I'm, I'm switching it up a little bit do you think that's why you don't we don't see that many derivatives out here yes yes whenever because like we're, whenever we're more risk averse in and i think it's yeah. because the way the the money that's in the system mm -hmm. we don't have a requirement for derivatives like so the u.s they'll have and hope there's more money following the stock market yes than there's actual money in the stock market mm. Mm -hmm. So we have yeah. derivatives that's tracking this. In here, the money is directly in a pension fund that's directly in that stock. Mm -hmm. ah. So many times, not many derivatives. It's very new. I think actually we just have a derivative technically in the short sales. Or no, oh, no, no, that's not a derivative. No, Sorry. man, we have the what's that company that's listed? The Canadian. Oh, oh, the equity line. Mortgage, yes. e yeah, equity but line. In, but it's not, but it's not. It, the underline, it's in Canada. Okay, but you can It's all money invested in the company. Okay. Yeah, so that is yeah. quite a little bit of a derivative, yeah. Mm -hmm. But locally, none. Partially because I think 
we tend to worry about the complexity of it. The I complexity. Think, yeah. So I was going to tell us, I can tell a little story about that. You know, you have to study derivatives to, mm-hmm. to do actuarial science, which is what I did. Mm-hmm. And the, first, the second exam is called financial math, and there's a whole, there's, it's divided into two parts, which is theory of interest and derivatives. Mm-hmm. Derivatives were foreign to me when I first took that exam in 2008. I had no clue. I've never heard of a derivative. I don't know what it is. Some people listening probably don't even have a clue what we're talking about. Mm. So derivatives are like, I'm betting. So I ha- you have a stock, Randy, and mm. I'm going to bet that your stock is going to go up. Mm. So, Or I'm going to bet that um, Randy's company's stock is going to go up. So that bet is called, that's a type a of derivative, yeah. right? So when I was learning about it, I actually failed that exam because I could, I had no clue. I had no context. I'd never heard of it. Mm-hmm. And still, that was, oh, I'd want to date myself. Over 10 years later. <laughs> <laughs> still to Over to 10 get. years later, we st- I still, like, there's some really complex ones, butterfly yeah. calls, um, you know, yeah. your calls, the puts, yeah. et cetera, butterfly spread. So it's still not a thing in Jamaica. And even though I understand them now, it's just like, do you think that we're going to get there? Eventually, I know they're really complex, but I think we're smart people. We can figure out some of them. Yeah, I, all right. In terms of smartness, <laughs> financially, we have we have very sensible people here. And, yeah. and, and even on the local market, we've seen people who have done things that show that they understand the rules. Okay. They, they, is there a market it's very, it's, I want to be very careful when I say it yeah. because there's financial creativity, but we don't like the term because that sounds yeah, like something sounds fraud. Like I'm not talking about that. But thing. in terms of true legal on the books financial creativity, we have people here who mm-hmm. are very, 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 very genius very level. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I am. There are tweets of me talking about when MJE had their prospectus. How much I love that document. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are people here capable of writing things that are very, very good, and I don't think that that's going to be a bad. I think we just had the baby, the first steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have. Um, we, we've seen, speaking of MJE, we've seen funds. So technically, a fund is a derivative because, yeah. so like MJE would mm. be the effect of all of these stocks mm. held together. So that's technically a derivative. Just to add to your thing earlier, mm-hmm. when you said that, you know, so suppose there's Randy Corp and you're taking, a derivative is taking a bet on the movement of my sh- stock. Mm-hmm. But it's important to note that it's taking a bet on the movement of my stock without necessarily owning Only, my stock right. directly. So you don't have any which is a part of why the, the whole mortgage crisis ensued mm. because that was a derivative mm. and nobody had any ownership and of they that instrument. Derivatives. It was so complex the, that even the ratings agencies couldn't understand them, which is why they yeah. rated them AAA. Yeah. yeah, because what they do is they reach a point that you're comfortable, you go to the back and you say, What's this? It's Lehman. We know Lehman, they're a yeah. AAA rating company. Mm-hmm. We send it forward. And Lehman knows that under mortgages. Yeah, yeah. Which is why there's a big shark. Guys, if you understand this, watch a movie called The Big Shark. It looks boring. But Same. it is one of the best, best movies Michael I have ever Dr. watched. Murray. It Dr. is amazing, and that guy's a multi-billionaire so as a result he, of that. He, I, I was watching something on him this week, and he said that he thinks that the ETFs are yes. the next thing. Are the next. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, because we that oh, uh, the same thing we're going to have to bring you back. You know, we're going to have to bring you back. More money is on the stock market than in than the stock market. Yeah. So we pay attention to something goes bad here. Everything else. Cascading effect. Yeah. yeah. And what uh, happens oftentimes is in industry, you, you're paying attention to the glitzy part here, but we're looking at the ground. We're going, which is what he was doing also. Mm-hmm. We're saying, this waitress cannot afford this mortgage. No. She's flipping houses and three <laughs> of them just failed on her. She mm-hmm. doesn't have the capital to cover that. No. And there's 10,000 of her just in this just area. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is all that's behind. Everybody's like, that's rubbish. rubbish. I don't <laughs> make sense. So he says, he cool. It. I'm going to take a short, which is a bet that the f- I bet where you gain, you gain when the share price falls. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take a short against mortgages, which in America is considered crazy yes. because housing never stops. Never goes down. Mm-hmm. 
long story short, I'll tell you this, he's controlling people's money. Those people that he's controlling when they found out what he's doing, they thought he's crazy. Mm-hmm. They, they, yeah. they, they tried Try to sue him to get back the money. <laughs> what was but the return at the end again? 480 something percent, I think. Yes, yeah, yeah. some ridiculous <laughs> thing in US dollars. Yeah. And, it, and those people that were trying to sue him are the people who got grained it. But he has a clause where he says, as a manager, I can choose to just ignore you. you. Mm-hmm. And he chose to do that. And that while they were suing, so then became, well, they're already, these, these mm-hmm. aren't poor people. They are yeah. multi billionaires, millionaires, billionaires. And they became rich as a result of what mm-hmm. he was doing. Because of what he was doing. Yeah. Yep. So that's why their people care about the big short. That was a big short. And that's why people care about the, um, the, the understanding of a bubble, because a bubble can mean your pension drop yeah. because of something you didn't understand. That's why we ball about the market. But I, I don't want to run it too long, but I'm re- I realize I'm going to have to carry you back. And I'm going, there's such a fun yeah. knowledge with her. Yeah, because we, we, we thought of you coming here. We knew you, you, obviously, I know the Excel stuff and I know you understand mortgages, but I realize we can, we're probably going to carry you back a couple of times if you're willing throughout the year sure. to speak on specific things. Yeah. yeah especially no like the whole of things because I know people hear the numbers and they like it. A lot mm-hmm. of people want to know the whole oh, and yeah. the realistic stuff. And I like that. And it'd be good for us this year to talk more about mortgages and housing and realistic stuff that you can do to find a mix between stocks and housing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Invest it to get you your house. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So thank you very much. All right. Thank you indeed. Very, I, I, I don't, I, I don't. Well, we'd like to give you some, a moment to say whatever you want to. So you know, it's like yes. your chance to put your message out there. Oh Anything you want to tell the people, you can tell them you follow. You can tell them to follow you yeah. at oh, your sure. website. Definitely. Follow me on Twitter at, at M S G I L L Y J Miss Jilly J. And of course, your website and my website financialsensibility.com. That's C E N T S I B I L T Y. Of course, and I will also have that in the show notes. I will also have a link to the, the accompanying blog post, which is where I just talk about how to get your NHG refund. It's just a quick guide through the process. So you guys should like it. I hope this has been informative for you. I've been Randy Rowe at RT Rowe. And I'm Danai at H Danai. And this has been Earning Season. Thank you very much. Thank you.